Yeah. I'm, I'm back. back. <laughs> we we going to dance. dance. Uh, G-Money. I know you thought I couldn't rap. G-Money. Nah, I'm back and I'm here to make it clap. Queens is back and I put... Nah, I ain't saying yo. G-Money. Yo. What's up, man? How you doing? I can't see your verse on the show. No. No. How you feeling, man? Welcome. You, why you Why you don't like to put your music out there for the for your fans, man? That's they, old. They want to hear up. some. They want to see the team. The we sidekick. We grew like my Peckerwood. They want to see, see the sidekick video. They want to see the uh, you know the lock in. They want to see the what's up. You I try to hide that from everyone. <laughs> how are you, bro? Good. I'm see good. You. I'm good. How you feeling? You're looking good. I'll try to keep up, man. You know. Little, I see you match the coordination with the sneakers with the little, shirt. Little, yeah, fa- yeah. little fashion over. It ain't gonna hurt nobody. You know what, I'm what is that little wallet on your wallet? It's not a wallet. This is for the hip hop, baby. You see what I'm saying? Where you got that from? Chill, come on, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> this is the hip hop case right here. What you talking about? Look, you should be sure. I never saw the. Yo, JR, you saw the JR before? <laughs> you see the case like this, son? It's the hip hop case, man. Where you got this from? Come on, man. I can't tell you every all the secrets, man. <laughs> <laughs> well. Shout out to everybody that's in the building before we get to yeah. our guests. Um, it's been a good week. Facts. Um, we had a great We came here Sunday. We had the family here. Mm-hmm. And now we're back again. Special guest tonight, man. You know, we got the, you know. I don't like the excitement when it comes to certain guests because you tend to be a little biased. I got the Mikasa glasses out tonight. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to Mom Dukes. Shout out to Auntie Bridge. How was your week before we get to the show? Week was good. Week was working. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Running around with Dawson. I had school. More learning, it's crazy. Called me while you were playing soccer. Yeah, facts. We outside. Mom, um, please don't breathe. Uh, we didn't introduce you yet. <laughs> Everything good, man. Listen, let's, let's don't keep our guests waiting too long, man. You know what I'm saying? I don't care. I'm, I'm going to wait to sip this too. We're going to toast up with the guests once more. Shout out to Michelle. Up. Shout out to Michelle. Shout out to Basky. I had a facts. meeting with the team. You know, I tend to do a lot of things by myself. But, um, you know... Uh, you guys have been offering to help with things. You have been offering, and you know now I I, I feel like I'm going to take you guys on your on your offer. Let's okay? go, go, go! Now you know me. Shout to Michelle. Shout to Basky. You know me, and you guys have been patient with me and my reluctancy of allowing one's team to extend their hand in thy pockets. <laughs> we, get, <laughs> we get things done, man. You do. I ain't gonna lie. You, 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 I ain't gonna lie. I don't know how you do it. We get it done. Any man. task you give, you get it done quicker than I thought. Let's go. G Money. Yo. Episode one eight seven. Nigga, Nigga we, we made, made it. it. We got a special guest. Yes. Legend. Can we say that? Yes, we can. Singer, mm. entrepreneur, one of the top radio hosts in the world. Mm. She put on for the ladies. Facts. Anything else am I missing? Um, uh, author. <laughs> I'm going to introduce you. Author. <laughs> author. Oh, you didn't get your publishing right. Um, Actress. Actress. Oh. Actress. Um. 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 Mom, <coughs> mom, round of applause for Miss Jones. Jones is here. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, um, I'm sorry, rookie Miss Jones. Basky, are you okay? I don't know. Who you, you're loud, bro. No, close the door. You interfere with the episode. That's why we was quiet. I was like, um, um. 
I think he got a little too excited. Cause what he, is going on? Well, the compliments we got from Ms. Jones. He's, like, he's chilling. <laughs> yeah, close the door. Thank you. He's Welcome, Ms. Jones. How are you? I'm great. How are you? It's going to be a spicy episode. Reset. It's going to be spicy. G? It's going to be spicy. You, you would like to reset? Because I got I have to delete that beginning because now y'all put me on blast. <laughs> <laughs> Better. I will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm good. I've been home raising my two amazing kings, Jalen and Che. Shout out to the boys. And um, if you had asked me six months ago if I would be back in the industry in any capacity, I would have said probably not. Because mm. we've got kitty football, wrestling, PTA meetings. And um, then I reconnected with DJ Envy. We had a great talk. We hadn't spoken since 2008 or nine. Wow. Yeah. So, and, um, go ahead. I'm, I'm pretty sure, you know, uh, people heard the story, but what brought you back was Envy and his wife. Am I correct? Like, his wife had mentioned you on... Um, on Behind Every Man, a show on OWN. Yes. And I just happened to be watching. Right. And when I saw the love she was expressing and they were showing my pictures, I said, if the wife is showing that type of love, that means that the husband, mm -hmm. that's the sentiment in the household. Right. So I said, let me reach out. Because usually the females be a little jealous, so they might have a certain, you know, insecurity. So if she said that, that means that he definitely been showing you love and he kept you in the Or in if mind. he if he wasn't fucking with me, mm -hmm. she would have just said nothing. Right. You know what I mean? Mm. She would have just skipped over it. So when she said that, I said, this is this has been a discussion in the household, and there's love still there. So, so what was your initial feeling like when you heard that on TV? Because that, that, that was random. That was I wasn't playing. That wasn't no... You was home being mom, doing your thing. And one of my Jack and Jill, one of my I'm in Jack and Jill, which mm -hmm. is like one of the oldest black organizations for moms. Oh, I did something else. Okay, go ahead. Happened to call and was like, oh my God, I had no idea. Because I don't, they don't know me as Miss Jones. They know me as Jalen and Che's mom. Mm -hmm. She said, turn to own. Oh my God. So I'm like, the gig is up. <laughs> <laughs> I could be a horrogat. No. <laughs> Stand down. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. G money. He's encouraging it. No. Hey. G, don't do that. G, don't do. That. I know. G, G. I know she. I, I know you like. I know you like. Wait, 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 wait. I know you like it. G. I know you like it. It's too early. G. All right, all right. G. I'm away. I'm away. I'm away. Okay. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try. Uh, first of all, I watched the you know reunion show. You have a glass in your hand. Tonight, I think we should do something like that. Where we say a certain word, we gotta take a sip. What's the word tonight? We gonna do. For the sips, what do you think? What you think, Flip? You want to call it out early? What, what you want? I don't. Do? I didn't watch the show. I'm sorry. All right. All right. <laughs> so, all right. Keep playing. I don't know to do what. No, she 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 does a thing where she she says a podcast. A podcast. All right. So if you hear the word podcast, now we gotta take a sip. You know. You no, can... no, no. Jonesy. Jonesy. Okay. Cause then I could really drink. So when y'all hit over. If y'all at home, tune in, man. If you if you got a, a, a glass or you know some drink or something like that, when you hear the word Jonesy at home, you can sit with us on on on, uh, on your couch or your car, whatever you watch. Right, right, yep. You know what I'm saying. So, um, okay, Envy, his wife, they shot you out on Probably, TV, man. and I cried. You cried. Wow. You did. It was like a release because I felt like after I left, everybody started getting these big morning show jobs, <clears throat> and then I'm hearing similar styles, and I'm like. Why is it that I was doing that very same style mm. in Philadelphia and I got fired 
And now Charlemagne is on the same company in New York, and these dudes are getting millions of dollars. So I'm like, it's not fair, but what can you do? So I cried because I felt like Gia acknowledging me on that show and that I gave Envy his start and that if it weren't for me giving him his start, it might not have been what it is now. Mm. That was all the affirmation that I needed. But then I said, bitch, wipe your tears and figure out what you're going to ask this nigga for. <laughs> so at what what month was this? Was this before you did Robbie Rob's interview? Rob Love. Rob Love's, yes. Was yeah. it before? This happened before or after? After. The network, what made you do Rob Love's interview? Because Rob Love and I share a birthday, and he invited me to his birthday Zoom. And I was like, I haven't seen my industry friends in a while. And if he's asking and you ain't doing nothing, it's only a Zoom. Go on. And after the Zoom, Envy reached out to him, and he called me. And I was like, okay, he reached out to you, but he didn't reach out to me. So, but that was, I was still being petty and bitchy. And, but I believe that God knew how I needed to hear it. So he sent it through Gia, his wife. And again, I felt if the wife is saying that, the husband feels it. He already reached out to Rob and was like, y'all sounded great. Jonesy looks great. How can I support y'all? But it wasn't a y'all. I was just doing, you know, Rob's interview. And right. then when Gia did that, mm -hmm. I reached out. God work in mysterious ways. So let me tell you what happened. So remember we were talking, me, you, Bassie, and I'm like, I'm going to interview Miss Jones. Mm -hmm. When I did that, I called Star. Star directed me to the interview she did with Rob Love. Rob Love. Wow. And she had did it the day I act the day before that I checked it. Wow. So Star said, I'm like, Rob, Star sent me all the shout, you know, shout to Star. He sent me the information. I said, yo, I want to interview Miss Jones. He was like, I don't think she's gonna do an interview. I don't think so, but she has recently did something. You should go check Rob Love. He said, I don't think she's in the mood to do interviews. You know, she's mm -hmm. to herself. That's what exactly what he said. I said, all right. So I went there. Now, when I went there, I hit Rob Love. He sent me a message. He's going to get it to her. And then all that happened. <laughs> it looked not, it's, now, now we're here. I don't know. That's like, I don't want to say it's weird, but I feel like God laid it all out. Because then after I did that and I reached out to Envy, I, Envy said, I told him what my idea was. And he was like, did you talk to the rest of the crew? And I said, yeah, I did. We're all on board. We're waiting for you. And they were like, he said, I'm in. Mm -hmm. I'm in. So we need a video. We need a promo. We need a this. You need to start an Instagram. You need to get tweeting. You need to, and all <laughs> these things. And then that's how I think me and you started, Flip started DMing me through the voice. He has such an awesome voice. And we communicated through the DM with the voice talk for a while. And I told you I'm afraid to come out because of COVID and I'm all my kids got and wait until I get my shot or whatever. And you hung in there. <laughs> I can. <ha> <laughs> uh, Shout out to Jalen. Shout out to my boy Jalen because he's the first one that initially responded to my me. son because I didn't know how to work any of these things that Envy was suddenly oh, thrusting wow. at me. And Jalen was like, I got it. I'll help you. So he would respond to all the IG DMs. He was like, Mom, Mom, this one's legit. This one's real. Oh, my God. Queen's Flip. He does all these videos. You're weird. You don't know. But, Mom, respond. Can I respond? I'm, I'm responding. And he started responding to you. The crazy thing about it is that when you hear the story, man, it's just really amazing, bro. Like, if you hear her story or, 
or how everything transpired for her to come back. First of all, we got to shout out DJ Envy. Shout out to DJ yes. Envy. Shout out to DJ Envy, and man. And Gia, his wife, Shout, shout out to Miss Gia. Shout out to Envy and his wife, Gia, man. Very, very loyalty is what I respect, G. En- Envy's my guy, man. You know, uh, you know, Envy, Envy. You know, me and him uh, go back to on Jackie Day, Jason Fox. Of course. I played the record. He got the, got the deal. And then uh, 2013, uh, I had a, a, a radio scare. Somebody called the radio and tried to... Uh, Say that I allegedly messed with their girl or something like that, and and Envy shut it down on air in the Breakfast Club. He was like, "Oh, alleged shout out to G Money. That's my guy. He's a good DJ. Next caller, like, so nice. See, <laughs> you see, he's solid. My guy. That so, was crazy because everybody called you that day. My phone was going crazy. You messed with me. Were you guilty? Josie, easy. <laughs> oh, G. Right, Josie. toast it up. G. Josie. G. Statute of limitations. Shout out to Envy, man. <laughs> you were messing with someone's wife <laughs> on low, Gary. Allegedly. <laughs> no, but welcome. Welcome to yes. the script. We're going to pop it off, G. You want to go back? Let's Thank go back. you. I mean, we got to go back because, you know, if, if I pop it off, man, I'm, I'm going to go inside. Uh, uh, let's, let's, let's go. Right, let's, let's go back. All right, so, you know, up here we like to take things back and go back before before the industry, before the you know the, the 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 glamour, the glitz, before the radio, take us back to you know uh, where you from first and foremost. Astoria, Queens. Queens in here. Let's go. Okay. Let's, let's, let's go. Born and raised. Born and raised. Okay. So, what was it like growing up in Astoria for you? Well, you know we were poor, but okay. I think everybody was. <laughs> so poorness never stood out. Right. I have two older sisters. One is a senior producer over at the View, and the other one owns a Wendy's in Chicago. And we all went to Syracuse University, and um, our mom, my mom, my dad passed away in my freshman year in college. My mom died two weeks after I graduated college. Wow. So I kind of been out here, just you know, in the streets, trying to find my way through womanhood, adulthood, and being a mom on my own. What was Jonesy like as as a? I said Jonesy, man. What was Miss Jones like? Uh, me taking nope, it, Jonesy. You got, you got to slow down because. <laughs> 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 what was Miss Jones like as a kid though? What, what kind? Of, what kind? Of, what kind of kid were you? Very good because she, you know, she tried to pass. You got to pay attention. She tried to go straight. We went in, yeah, we go deeper. I was a good kid. I was always on punishment though. Why? I think my mom wanted to keep me from the streets because she knew I could easily get sucked up in the streets. So she always made a reason for me to be on punishment. Mm. But while I was on punishment, I used to shift through my sister's records. That's when the music started to kick in. And, you was, okay. and started singing. And What type of person was your mom? Tell us about Mama Love. Very, she was a scholar. Very strict. Very educated. My mom graduated first in her high school class. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was on her way to either Spelman, Columbia, or Fordham University. And wound up getting pregnant prom night. And back then, if you got pregnant, you had to get married. So she never got to go to college. So she instilled all the things she would have learned in us. So education was always, always first. Yeah. Did dad live in a home with you and mom initially? So my, she married my stepdad while she was pregnant with me. So what about your... My dad, my biological dad? Yes. Jersey City in the building. I spent summers with him. Um, 
we I met him I think when I was six or seven. Okay. But like the three of them were cool, because even though she was pregnant with me, I think it was that after marriage relationship, and I happened. You know what I mean? But they were done. So then she met my stepdad, and he raised me. But he never like told me not to meet my not to allow my biological father in my life. There was a place for all all three of their loves, and I could never get over on one because they were so connected that I had a, a, a strict parenting. What were they ethnicity? What were they just black? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No Caribbean, none of that? Just no, no, no. Down south. Yep. Augusta, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you were in Queens growing up. Um, you had two older sisters. How many years apart are you guys? They are nine months apart. I am <laughs> six years younger. Got you. Yeah, so I I was really the mistake, but. What do you mean a mistake? You know, I wasn't planned. Not the mistake, you know, I'm wonderful and great, but I wasn't planned. And you got in trouble a lot. You said you got, were you, did you give trouble a lot? Or you, or Mama Love was just protecting you. Did she, was she protecting she you because protecting of. Because of our environment. Sisters? Okay. You know, and, and because we grew up in the hood, but I was kind of, they always said I thought I was better or cute or I talked white and it's just all those things so when it was time for me to go to high school I chose a school that was outside of Queens big shout out to LaGuardia High School of Music and Art in Harlem okay yeah 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 so that's when I started my Harlem stuff slow down (laughs) it doesn't work like that Okay, Michelle, I we see We don't you. allow you to speed past what we, <laughs> we control the interview. I see. I'm Slow a master. Down. No, you're not a master because I caught it. Jonesy. Oh. Oh, snap. It has me on my face tonight. So, young, but other, uh, otherwise, you know, you grew up, you say you grew up poor. What, what, why do you feel that you grew up poor? Um, because I realized later on that two pairs of jeans was enough for me. I realized later on that it wasn't until I got my first summer job that I could actually buy things that like that I wanted, like mm-hmm. name belts and sneakers and Adidas with fat laces and leads with permanent creases. And but you didn't know that because nobody had. Mm-hmm. And. The guy, we could get into that later. Um, I can get into that now, not yet. So, growing up. And I did all the talent shows. Slow down. Jonesy. Growing oh, up. Oh, come on, stop that. Stop that. It's hot, man. So, so rude. You don't, you, don't, you don't control the narrative here. Mm. Sit back and relax. You have to let a man I'm leave. I'm just offering you. Okay. Now we're cooking with gas. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Lead me, young man. So, no. So, what I'm saying is that your childhood was fine, but when did you start to step outside? When did you, what was the moment? Because you were in a strict household. You know, I grew up in a strict household. Um, when we finally step outside, we go crazy. Was that like you? Did you go crazy? Did you become... Um... I didn't go crazy until freshman year of college when I was away away. <laughs> So when when you step outside, you know, you didn't go crazy yet. You were just... No, because all roads led back to Alice with a Y. 
That's my mom. <laughs> her name was Alice. Everyone called her Miss Alice. And she's like, Alice with a Y. And she didn't play. At oil. So, so, so. <laughs> You went, to, you went to high school. Tell us how high school was for you. High school was amazing because now you suddenly have this new group of friends and you can be who you want to be. It's like a fresh start. Plus, it was the school based on the movie Fame. Back then, it was the TV show Fame. So this was like the first time you saw kids that sang, danced, and went to a school that was all about singing and dancing in the halls. So when I applied, you had to have an audition. And my mom didn't want me to audition because I guess she thought I would get in. So my seventh grade music teacher called her on the phone and said, I went to that high school. Black woman, Miss Patterson. If you're still alive, thank you, Miss Patterson. And I think that Tarsha has a gift. And if you let her go to this school, they can help grow this gift. And I know it's far. She'll have to take three trains and two buses. But it'll all be worth it in the end. Now, my mom had already shut down my older sisters, who also were talented and got accepted to art and design and fashion industries. And she was like, nope, you're not doing all that. No. She let me go. So when she let me go, I was, I knew I had to do well. And I had to buckle down and take it seriously and I had to grow this talent and do my regular classes. So music and art, you had a lot of music classes, a lot of music theory classes you had to learn how to um, sing different languages. They taught me Italian, German, um, French. It was, it was hard, but then you still had your language arts homework, your math homework, social studies. So it was like a double course load. And I had my little part-time job after school at Burger King. So I'm going from school to Burger King, home at 12, doing homework. Oh, wow. And then back at it again. That's crazy. Yeah. What made you study uh, classical music, though? Well, they make you when you go to that school, so you do what you're told. Mm -hmm. And I knew I wanted to do R&B, so every chance I got to do talent shows outside of that, that was my fix. Mm -hmm. But it worked to my benefit, because then when it was time to apply for college, I was able to put together their requirements for music majors, which was you have to have two arias, you have to have two French songs, you have to have two German songs, and you have to be able to sight read. I'd have, I'd have felt out probably the first, first read over for me. That's but not if you went to music and art, you'd have been on point like, okay. Hmm. And so I did it in my room, I did my tape in my room, and the day I handed the tape was the day the space shuttle Challenger um, exploded. I'll never forget that day. It was the last day that the audition tapes were due for Syracuse. And so I sent it in, and the first time I actually applied for Syracuse for early decision, I got denied. I tried to go in for nursing. They're like, you can't even count well, so no. And then my sister's like, just play to your strings. Just be who you are. And I'm like, I don't want to go to college for music. I don't want... And then I sent the tape, and I got in. And I was like the only black girl that got in. No, there was another one. Sorry, Sean Elise from um, D.C., but we were the only two black girls that got in. Mm. And the pressure was on. So how long were you in college for? Five years. So you went... And while you was in college, you were still going back home. Yeah, on the weekends, you know. But then, eventually, you don't want to go home on the weekends because the weekends at Syracuse be popping. Like, we were like the number one party school. It was all right. 
How was Cosby? Were, were you um? Did, was it was Jones exploring? Jonesy was. <laughs> she don't play around with this. I, I don't know why. Don't she... do it. Yeah, don't do that. Here, man. <laughs> I called. I, I I asked her to do it, but I didn't know she was gonna be calling out this one. You can't be Republican and change the rules. Was 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 Jones uh, exploring uh, different options in school? What do you mean? I mean, did you uh, you know? Sexually. Were you, yeah, were you, did you become fast yet? No, no, no. I always, this is the, the stupidness. Girls and boys, if you're listening, or young men, do not lock down with one person when you get to college. Those are your exploration years where you're supposed to test out who's good, who's not so great, who do not do it. Amen. Right? Don't do it. So I had one boyfriend and did you, were you guys uh, sexually involved at this time? Did you? Because I want to know what age you 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 know you decided to lose. Then uh, you have to read the book that I'm getting no royalties for. Mm. I would like you to tell me. I was 23. And you lost your virginity. Yeah. So what you guys were just playing hooky like he was. Just... He's going for that. Okay. No. Jonesy. No, stop playing. Come on. <laughs> Come on, Miss Jones. <laughs> Don't do it to him, Jones Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, stop playing. What, what age? Or is that personal? Something should be. But I do discuss it in the book. I think I was like 18, 17. You can't go one year for I don't remember. Oh, okay. It was that uneventful. But you were in college. Wow. Right, but I let me just say this. I had he one boyfriend. Hit it from the back. No, I had one boyfriend all throughout high school leading into college. And then right. he went to Howard University. Shout out to Howard. Shout out to Howard. And he actually wound up being one of Diddy's biggest producers. He's part of the Hitmen. His name is Ron Lawrence. Him and Derek Angeletti, D-Dot, were part of the Hitmen. And before that, they had a duo called Two Kings and a Cypher. So he was also musically... Inclined, so oh, I think we connected. Right yeah, yeah, yeah. But he had hair back then. He took it, so he took it down. <laughs> Proudly, allegedly, right? No, no. But, but the thing is, now you try to play Ron. Let me, let me. Yeah, get Yeah, but Ron, but Ron did me dirty, so it no, was... no, no. You tried to play Ron. I'll ah, tell you why. Why? I heard it. I, yeah. A couple of minutes ago, you see, see. <laughs> I tried to play a little quiet. <laughs> I was really you in. Whatever. Welcome to the real me. Couple of minutes oh, ago, the glasses is off. The glasses oh, could stay off. Watch my work. You Let's go. Yeah, yeah, we're watching. You stated that you didn't remember. It wasn't memorable. Oh. But oh, but Ron. No, because you were talking about college. You said it wasn't. No, no, it was Ron. Amen, Ra Lawrence. He wasn't my first. My first wasn't memorable. Oh. Put the glasses back Ooh. on. Ooh. Yeah. Right. Gee. My first one. That was for the. That was for the. That wasn't for you. That was just for the first. Gee, come on, man. Uh, <laughs> my go get me, <laughs> No, it's real. My first sexual experience. It was not as most young girls. Yeah, I mean, I've heard that before. Yeah, it wasn't. And he that. told me I couldn't get pregnant because all, all you can, all, all there is is puppy water. <laughs> Yo, I Michelle, told you about, we had was, a meeting about that. You can't do that, Michelle. <laughs> She probably heard the same thing. She probably heard the same thing. That's my Part of the like game. That. Yeah, that's what he told me. Was he older than you? Oh, no. Man. We were the same age. You know, we were kids, so. You don't remember his name? I do remember his name. 
but he threatened to sue me when I mentioned him in my book. Mm. So, it's, oh, so you're not allowed to say his name anymore. It's not even, and now that I'm saying it was like uneventful, I probably should not. But so when I say that, are you doing it to be facetious? No, no, no. You don't want to be dragging people. It wasn't even worth the dragation. You know what I mean? Respect. So, Mr. Ron Lawrence. Right. So, Ron was my official, like, meet me at the train station at 7 a.m. He would drop, he would come all the way from East Elmhurst to Astoria train <clears throat> station and be waiting up in the cold, blowy train station platform just to ride with me on the train on the way to music and art high school every day. In he order would, to take it down. No, no. <laughs> no, he was, like, he was fond of me. He was, like, like, Back then, you didn't have cell phones. So in my house, my mom cut the phone calls off at like 8 p.m. That means I don't care if he called at 7.55, it ends at 8. Well, he made a lot of records. Hypnotize. Uh, yeah, he did hypnotize. Oh, yeah. Where I'm from, Money, Power, Respect. Wow. Yeah. So, so, but you said he tried to, he played you. Sorry, T, I know you, uh, allow me to go in a little bit. You no, said, no, no, I don't think he played me. You said he I did think... it dirty. That's what you stated. Are you just talking to talk? So, no. It was like silly stuff. Like his sister, be, who was my friend, how I met him, and she's an attorney now, so I got to watch my mouth. She didn't like the fact that he was spending so much time with me. And so she, like, and some other girls, like, tried to fight me and jump me and stuff. And of all the days that he was always there to pick me up, the one day they jumped me, he wasn't there. Mm-hmm. So my mom said... That was not coincidental. He's true to that game because that's his sister and you need to open your eyes. They and jumped you because of that, Ms. Jones? Really? She apologized years later, but yeah. Tell her. So... The sister had an issue with you dating her brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something doesn't add up right there. Doesn't make sense. That's what I said. Is this some sort of... There wasn't, because we were friends. We were such friends that we were the first salt and pepper. So Ron Lawrence and Herbie Lovebug, Mm -hmm. Kid and Play, were all in a group called the Turnout Brothers. When Herbie decided to do a project or something he had at school, he asked Ron if me and his sister Bernie would be in the group. So every weekend, I would go over to their house, Ronald's house, so that me and Bernie could rehearse our lyrics to be Salt and Pepper. And that happened for like six or so months, and then we fell out. But I knew I was going to college anyway, so I didn't, and back then you're like, oh yeah, sure I'm gonna be a rapper, or sure I'm gonna make it. And my mom was like, you going to Syracuse, so you could play around with that little weekend hmm. rap shit all you want, but the gig is up in August. So why did y'all fall out? There was never, like, an official fallout. Like, there was never, like, an argument or anything like that. It was just, uh, I heard this, or I heard she said, it was just, it was silly. Like, we were kids. And my mom said, it's probably because her brother is spending so much time with you now, and she's maybe making him pick a side, but the bottom line is that one day, out of all the days that he used to show up to ride me home from school and ride me to school on the train, he didn't show up. 
and he could never really explain why. And then I got my mom in this ear, like, I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. Because right. he knew she was going to have you jumped, and he didn't want to be accountable. He didn't want to back her down, but he didn't want to have to go against her. And it kind of made sense. That doesn't make sense. You don't think so? No, it no. makes sense. No. What happened was what makes sense. Shout out to, no, matter of fact, it does make sense. Shout out to Mama Love because Mama's, Mama's Mama Love was always right. They be known. That's why I was, I was about to say So it. let me say that. Shout out to Mama Love. I don't play like that. But when I'm, let me tell you how I look at it. And I went against her. I was like, you're, you're just, you don't want me to be with him. But years later, I'm like, she was probably right. No. You and her had an issue. And she gave her brother an ultimatum to choose. Hmm. It wasn't because you were spending time with him, in my opinion, because you stated a couple of minutes ago that you and her had a misunderstanding about C. First of all, you you, you paraphrased it, because obviously you probably don't want to get into it. No, we didn't have no misunderstanding. There was no you misunderstanding. You said that, Jonesy. You said that you, you fell out. Remember the fallout? The fallout was during the fight. If I had known that she wasn't fucking with me, I would have stopped going over there. I did not know. Got it. I see what you're saying. And then you in it, and you know niggas is following you through the tunnel on the that tunnel on Sixty Sixth Street. How many times? Yeah, and they're following you, and you're like, where did all this come from? Like, they were saying things to you while following you. Mm-hmm. But you just kept. Why you didn't run? <laughs> she from Queens. I ain't running, <laughs> and I won the jump. You won. The lead of the jumpation got a black eye. Big shout out to Rochdale. You already know. Hey. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so, let me just say this real quick. Oh, they texted me and said I said Jonesy. What? And I missed it. You know why? Because shit got intense. You hit my <laughs> it triggers. Did, it did, it did, yeah, can we move along? You can't say move along, remember? We talked about this. You can't tell. Oh, Michelle. Snitch. So, <laughs> let me ask you a question, Miss Jones. At least it's the good stuff. Remember the guy that cammed up with me? If your friend, when did that whole situation, no, I know, Miss Jones. When did, you, you stated something on that live that people were trying to fight you. Was that around the same time or this was a whole different, this was later on? This was later. Okay, good. I don't want to get into that then. So, you got jumped. You stopped talking to my man, Ron. Because, you know... I was, I still was sneaking around to see him, but my mother thought that I had cut him off because she, you know, mm. thought she got through to me. But the heart wants what the heart wants. Of course. Yeah. And he was giving you the. Well, we were musically, we were connected musically. Was he talented back then? He was talented back then, Shout and he had Ron all Ron the records, Ron. and he would play back then. You played records, so when we would hang out, he'd be playing music, and I was into the music, and you know, and and he had a job. He was a couple of years older than me, so he had a job, and he was in college part-time, New Jersey Techn New York Technical. He had a job, so we would always go to the movies. He, you know, knew my parents. He was always respectful. He would have me home on time. He would take me out to the um, the Buckhead Diner. Big shout-out to Northern Boulevard. Or was it on the Astoria Boulevard? One of the boulevards. Mm. So it was always, he was really, really a gentleman. It's just that shit, like that, shit i couldn't explain it away and my mother doubled down on it and then when it was time to go to college he went there i went to syracuse so it was easy to let it go got it so now in college you were moving and shaking oh was i moving and shaking <laughs> yeah <laughs> i hate you what 
little too far. You got so, me excited. I, I'm trying like to. Like the memories the are like. Not- right. <laughs> the freshman parties. The fake licenses. It's mm. all a good thing. Did you enjoy college? Ms. I Bowen? loved college. Big shout out to all my fellow orange men and women. That's the best school. A lot of whites, but enough blacks that you don't have to mingle. Mm. Yeah. So when did you, after school, like, were you pursuing the music in schools? Because you said you sent the tape for singing. So I was a music major. Okay. What happened is freshman year, senior year in high school, I was in the gospel chorus and I was singing like that loud and damaged my vocal cords. So when I arrived on campus freshman year, I could not sing a peep. So they made me sit out and I knew I'd have to do an extra year. But it was fine. They didn't say, oh, we're rescinding your admission. They just said, just take regular classes now. Take whatever classes you like and you'll make up your music classes in the end. Hmm. Yeah. So after college, what do you do? So senior year, I applied to Howard University for their master's in music program, and I got accepted, but I came home one weekend, and something wasn't right, and I didn't know what it was, and my sisters, or my mom, some I can't remember, told me that my mom was dying of cancer, and that she had been dealing with this for the past 18 months, mm-hmm. and I didn't know. I had no idea, and, but she made me go back to school. And I wanted to stop so I could be there, but she insisted that I go back and that everything would be okay. So I went back, but I wasn't really concentrating because I was always worried. And then I graduated. My mom couldn't make it because she was going into heavy chemo at the time. My oldest sister, Audrey, came up to graduation to represent for the family. And then when I graduated and I came home, there was a note on the kitchen table that said my mom was in the hospital in ICU. I don't even know who left that note, but that I needed to get there. And when I got there, she was incubated with all these tubes. And I remember her saying, she wrote, I knew my God was good, but I never knew he'd come in the form of Tarsha. Can we move on? Sure. So, um, you need tissue? Need some tissue, Miss Jones, please. Thank you. It wasn't long either after that she died. Thank you. Because the doctors told us to the day. They were like, she has like 30 days or 25 days to live. And she died on June 26th, like to that day. So as much as people try to say, oh, the doctors don't know. Only God knows. He knew. And God knew. So I couldn't go to Howard. I mean, maybe I could have. But at that point, I'm like, no good. I just needed to figure out how I was going to pay the rent. Thank God we were in housing. Rent was only like $110. 
And um, I knew I needed to make a move. Like, I didn't know what the move was, but I needed to make a move. Um, and while I was in college, this is the part I skipped. I met another guy who became my boyfriend all throughout college. So I was always like a one guy gal, which is why I'm here to say, don't be like me. <laughs> Explore your options. Because those are like your best years where you can afford to make mistakes mm -hmm. and no one judges you for them. But after you get out, people expect you to be a little grown and a little better in your decision making. So, but I had a great boyfriend in college and, um, uh, but he was still in college. He was still there. So I came home and I was by myself. And then this is where the guy that called your show came in. We were uptown shopping for, I was getting some eyeglasses. Y'all know I'm blind and I can't see. And I've never, it's always been that way. And we saw Dougie and Bismarcky was across the street and he claimed that he knew them both and asked me which one I wanted to meet. So I said, Doug, since he's on the same side of the street. And then he walked me over there and there was some music playing on somebody's boombox. Cause back then in Harlem, there were vendors everywhere. What, what, no? Mm -mm. I don't like that. What? <clears throat> Here come the glasses off. I failed you again. You would never fail me, actually. So we have to paint the picture because you're doing that based off of a live that him and I did, and um, you were aggravated. You was you were upset because I got a call about it, not from you, but somebody else on your flip. You know that was kind of sensitive because you mentioned things. Because when I watch a previous interview that you did, you mentioned his name and, and you showed him a lot of love. I've always shown him love until he called you that day. So it's always flip. You know what? <laughs> it really is, says Jonesy. Uh, I'm, I'm all out now. You tapped man. out. Wait, oh, come on, man. Look at this. Why? But why, but why oh, is it God. always flip? Because he can't finish my bottle. We got, we got, Look, he, we got, we got, we got more. What did you think? I'm a lush. I don't know what that means yet. Poor. <laughs> <laughs> Help I hope yourself. it's not a hussy. All the way down. I'm jealous. But yeah, go back. So you, you and, and I'm kind of bothered by that because in the interview that I watched, it was like, a, I don't know if it was TV, but I watched something and you sh showed him love. But now you're trying to. No, 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 no I'm not. You are, Joe. No, you no. I've always shown love. You have. I see. Until that day that he called you. And I told you and him that day, you are dead to me. It's over. And you said, oh, stand down, Jonesy. Uh, no. No, no. Mm -mm. No more standing down. Jonesy. I'm tired of being abused. Jonesy. Mm. And this is what I want to speak about. Not a pertaining to him. But you had said something in that interview that people mistreated you in that neighborhood. Yeah. Where did that come from? Because I was trying to figure out, was that as an adult or was that well, as a teenager? Well, as an adult, people always say, oh, she don't show queens. She don't act like she's from here. She, mm -hmm. I don't know what more I can do. Because I love and have always loved being a girl from Queens. I think we are better. I think we are <laughs> superior. I think we are pretty and Let's smart. Go, 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 go. I am every stereotype and feeding into it. So I don't know where they say she don't rep Queens. I do. You never hear me say Queensbridge or Woodside. I always say Astoria. But it's never enough. It's never enough. It's enough for my peers but their kids grow up, you know what I mean? I want to talk that talk. 
How do you? Why do you think that he 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 camped up with me? Do you think it was because my platform is based off of people expressing themselves or some form of that or getting in and out? Because I was kind of surprised of of uh, what he did. It caught me off guard as well because they thought that I, I. Some people was like, "Yo, you spoke to him before," but I didn't. I didn't know who that what who that was. He started off talking about one thing and then he went to you. And I didn't understand that. Then you said you spoke to him the day prior. Because he was helping. Remember, I told you Envy told me that I needed to get promos done and I needed to get on Twitter and IG. And so I called him because throughout the years, we've remained cool. So he's always been my go-to guy because he still calls and be like, yo, I got this situation. Yo, 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 yo. Some come through, some do not. But we still, I thought we were still family regardless. You ain't always got to be bringing me a check. So when I needed someone to help me get a promo, I called him. And he got it together. And then the next day, I hear him on your thing kicking my fucking back in. He didn't kick your back in, Jonesy. The back was being kicked. Don't say that. The back was All being kicked. All he said is that he felt that he didn't get enough credit because he put you on. But where does that come? When, when do you have that conversation with me the day before when you helping me get a video person? It's not like I left and changed my number. We just spoke. We're in contact with each other. I'm thinking we're good. Can you imagine that? No, I can't. That's I was, why I was, I was blown I was, away. You was, you was, and you had people mad at me. Once again, there's always flip four because I didn't, no. They need someone to be mad at, and your name is on the, just like my name was on the show for the Tsunami song. That's just what it is. Understood. We bear that burden. We do bear that burden. You was upset. You were, you were upset. You got emotional. You Because I was shocked. I'm like... You, he knew what I went through. Everybody had their mom and their dad. I was only one in the building without both. I struggled to to, to maintain and and figure out a way. Mm. So how could you like? It's that important that after all these years you come and try to shame me? Did he apologize? You want to hear the message he left? Sure. I got receipts. Do you want to play the message that he left? I can play the message, play but it. I can tell you what it said. No, play it. You don't <sighs> ask a person like me that. Well, that's why I saved it. Oh, you're doubling down. Can you get it out, please? You're doubling down. Thank you. I have no secrets. So my thing is that, are you trying to show the young whippersnapper that you are a legend and this is why you are a legend? <laughs> I can't call your bluff? Huh? I mean... <laughs> I know what your show is about, and I respect it. That's why I came with receipts. I said, I hope it's saved from how long ago was that? We'll see. Can't blame me. People call me your flip. This Jones flip, really? I said, well, I didn't even know. <laughs> he talked to me about being a hustler. I didn't know. He was giving his background, and but you weren't showing any. I'm impressed. You know what I mean? You're like, okay, all right. And then when he felt that that wasn't cutting through. That's when he went in with the, uh, I put Miss Jones see, okay, on. So that's why, okay. So that's why, okay. So now I see why people are saying it. Because like, I'm like, what? I didn't know. I really didn't know. You were waiting for the, and then when it didn't happen, that's when he went into the, let me pull out my back pocket. And I put Miss Jones on and that bitch don't call me no more. We're waiting. Oh, I'm getting. Um, I'm getting. You like her, G. I don't know. That's so biased, bro. How's that biased? Listen, I, you know, I, I go off the energy, man. She, she brought what some about good... me, bro? What about you? 
<laughs> We've been friends for too long already. You know what I'm saying? Over 15, bro. You like the you like the uh, the outfit you you know when you first buy an outfit it's like it's good then it's like after a couple of years. See like, what? <laughs> me. You old man. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is what? You old man. Nah, you still you you're my man though. So, you know? Yeah. Uh, Hundred grand, yeah, you got it. Well, oh six, oh six, it was oh six, about something like that. Oh six, probably. That's a long time, bro. How many years is that? Oh six to to two thousand sixteen is ten. Yeah. <laughs> two thousand sixteen <laughs> to twenty one is what? You do a smart math. That's good. Yeah. Fifteen no. years of friendship. It's fifteen years. They gonna kill us in the comments right now. She's gonna play around. To listen to your messages, press one. To send a message, press two. To change your personal. People were mad about that though. Oh, just that they they right. thought that people from that neighborhood. Mad about what? They just felt that they thought that like that was wrong and making because she got emotional. On live. But from the guy. Yeah, he 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 came. Message. It happened just like she said. Next he was telling me about being in the street. Message and then he message. said, yo, I was the one that put Jonesy on. I said, oh, word? I said, word, you did? She said, yeah, but you know I don't get no credit for that. I said, mm-hmm. I said word? But she's saying he, she spoke to him like, like the day before that. She said she spoke to him the day before. So message people were like, yo, flip. That was, they were texting me. I don't do that. You think he was just doing it for the clout then? That's what she said. But she said she, I, I, I told her she should squash it with him. But she's saying squash what? She was good. She thought she she thought everything was good. It was all good just a day ago. You know what I'm saying? That's eight messages. Hey, I like her messages. <laughs> so personal. The reason I got on there just to get you on there because he kept wanting you to get on, but you got deep into a lot of stuff that shouldn't have been said, but you know. Any publicity is good publicity, but don't take it as I was trying to be disrespectful, y'all. You know you're my sister for life. I just was, you know, trying to draw attention to the fans to get you new fans. But if you're taking it personal, I understand that. You know, I ain't mean to hurt your feelings and all of that, but you my people regardless, you know what I'm saying? So don't take it as disrespect. You know, holler. That wasn't that that pol- apology wasn't. I think there's another one. It's the receipts for me. I didn't know 
I get on there, you'll get on there. But, you know, I didn't do it out of character to disrespect you or make you look small. I actually was bigging you up. But then, you know, things just alternated and changed from I don't know what was being said wrong that made you flip on me like I said something wrong about you. I never said anything wrong about you. Until I seen that pinned up the brick in the window and then I, you said this and that. And I got caught up in that situation, but you know, you know, there's no hard feelings towards you. But if you don't want me to call you no more, I have no problem with that. But like I said, it's all publicity. Publicity. You got a bunch of new fans. I guaranteed you off of this. I guaranteed you. You have a bunch of new fans, younger fans that didn't know you from before, for you coming on Queens Flip. You know what I'm saying? But like I said, if you feel that I disrespect you, my apologies. But um, that's business one-on-one to get attention to the people. You know what I mean? They know who, they need to know who Miss Jones is, the king, queen of radio, the queen of radio. That's all I'm going to say. Holler at me, yo. You forgive me. Accept my apology. If you can't, I understand, yo. You and your feelings. But it's all good. No, there's more. Did he not know that y'all been on live like every other night together? Like y'all already done. Oh uh, no, that's it. So why wasn't? Sorry, w- weren't you guys already? So. Weren't you guys already on live prior to the? No, I had finally spoke to her. The day before was our first time going live. The day before that was her and I first time going live and we had fun and then the next day she was in a co- no we didn't go live yet okay so he- she saw me and T going live and she was in the comments and she's like yo I, lo- I love this I love this that's what Jones was saying then Jones went live after he said that Jones said hold on let me put-. and then she went in the room and went live and okay so he's trying to connect the dots because I, I I didn't see all the lives I don't know what it. I was live with T and we were talking about things and Jones was in the comments and she was laughing and then he sent the request and he was telling me about his history and I was like, okay, okay. Then he brought up Miss Jones and then Jones came up for the first time with me. Okay. But it wasn't a... I just feel like it didn't come from a place of Miss Jones is my sister. I know you've been trying to get her on. I got the direct connect. I just spoke to her yesterday. I'm helping her get her promo done because she's coming back. Yeah, it was a, I put her on. Right. And she don't come back for the people. Like, he made it ugly. Why you didn't forget, Why you didn't accept his apology? Because I don't have to. True. I don't have to. And maybe one day I will. But that was too much. It was too much. And I felt like I've been away for 12 years. Like, I tried to get myself cleansed and clean. And I'm on an apology tour with the Miss Jones reunion show. And then hear that, like, I don't need that. Mm. I don't need that. I didn't need bad publicity. And he didn't need to be the one to give it. That's my truth to tell. So, do you believe me now? Yes. Thank you. 
But you did say you threw a brick through. The, through you, you did. Say. And he agreed. But I wouldn't. I didn't come on talking about. Oh, there's this dude in my flip. I'm Miss Jones. There's a dude that helped me meet Dougie that threw a brick through my window back in the '90s. I didn't lead with that. But when you kicking my back, I'm going. Let's put everything on the table. And he did throw a brick through my window because he couldn't get in the limo that night. And it's okay. We all have glass insurance. We were kids. It's all right. No. Safe flight repair, safe flight replace. Good commercial. (laughs) (laughs) So he introduced you to Duck. He just told you he know them. And he said, this is my girl. Tarsha, she could sing, she could blow. And then Doug was like, let me hear what you could do. And I sung, and Doug was like, I'll call you next week. And I'm like, it was nice meeting you, Mr. Fresh. You don't have to say these things. Hmm. And then he called. Called the house. Because there was no cell phones. No cell phones. And when he called the house, you were excited. Yep. He left a message, and I tried to get him back. And then I left a message, and he left a message. And eventually we got together. He was like, I just signed a big deal with MC Hammer's label and I'm going on tour and I don't know to what capacity I'm going, I want to utilize you, but I'm revamping the Get Fresh crew and I'm making it the new Get Fresh crew and I want you to be the girl. Mm. So I'm all in because my mom just died. You know, I've spent all these years studying singing and now here's my big break. And it was my big break because what Dougie did for me enabled me to never have to go back to a nine to five ever in life. Mm. So you signed with Dougie. So we never officially signed back then. You just rock with somebody. Right. And you know, you meet people and he introduced me to Ron G and then Doug wound up not being so successful with that album, but then he teamed up with vicious with freaks Freaks. and they wound up going off crazy. And right. Mm. And I was home with Ron my next door neighbor, Black, he used to hear me sing, and he was best friends with Ron, too. Mm. So Ron had already been introduced to me by Doug, and then when Black doubled down on the association, mm. Ron was like, bring her through. But I didn't know what mixtapes were then, but I knew, what do you have to lose? Right. Dougie's with freaks with vicious. So me and Ron got together in his room, bunk beds in his room. He shared a room <laughs> with his little brother, and we did um, the Ron G mixes 10, and I left that night, went back home, and I had my little part-time temp job at that particular time because nothing had popped yet. And then I somehow wound up on um, Jamaica Avenue, and I heard it coming out of one of the, the one of the stores on the on the on the strip. You know, Coliseum the, Block. Coliseum Block. Coliseum Block, of course. And I'm like, that is me! <laughs> and I'm running around to all the little store owners, and they're like, they don't understand. And I'm like, so I start singing. On top of the tape playing, and they're like, that's you? And I'm like, it is. Mm. And then life took off, my career took off. So when did Ron, Ron G bring the, mix, the, the demo tape to the label? To Bill Stephanie at um, Stepson Records that was under Tommy Boy. Mm. I had no idea he did that. Mm. And then Bill Stephanie wanted to meet me, so I, you know, cleaned up, went and met him. He was like, I want to do a, a deal, a single deal with you. And Ron was like, yeah, we got a song. We didn't have a song. And so we went back to his room and we wrote Where I Want to Be Boy in one night. Wow. And um, back then in Ron's room, the way he had it set up, 
you didn't you couldn't punch in if you made a mistake you just retake that part so if you made a mistake you had to start all the way from the beginning and sing the whole song through but we only needed like two takes we were good okay Okay. (laughs) all that music and art and all that Syracuse University I was a pro so I'm like you see how God works he was building me up for that and we took the song to Bill Stephanie he signed us on the spot. Wow. So when you were in high school and college, like did you did you uh plan to be this 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 uh R and B star and singer the tour and the deal and everything? Or were you just doing it just because you like to sing? Nah, I planned that since I was like five. Really? Yep. I was gonna be that that black girl singer because we didn't see any on T V. Mm. But you know you can't share that with everybody. They look at you like you're crazy. Right, like right. what makes you think you you think you're better? <laughs> she thinks she's cute. So you got the deal, and what happened next? I got the deal, and you're never happy. Like the deal, it was an album deal for like fifty thousand dollars. Like you have to do an album for fifty. But for me, I've always been the fighter. You know, I come from the no mom, no dad. Now, mm-hmm. fuck it. Once I get in the door, I'm gonna be all right. And so Where I Want to Be Boy came out, and then you got um, got the DJs playing, you're doing shows, so now you're making money, like cash in an envelope at the end of the night, mm-hmm. you're making plans, right, 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 you're stepping up. <laughs> That's cute, though. <laughs> and then you get the eye of your peers. So I had my little Where I Want to Be Boy release party, Nas came. Mm. I didn't know these guys like that. I knew he lived in the bridge, which right. is right next door, but I had never. Biggie came. Wu-Tang came. There's actually footage of all of them getting on stage that night and rocking together. I have it on a, v- a VHS tape, and maybe you can I can give it to you and you can doubt, but that was classic, and I'm like, you don't realize it then. because oh, yeah, 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 you're just like, oh, these are all my friends. They came to celebrate me. Looking back now, that was classic. And so so after that, then um, AZ, who's a friend. Of, so now I'm on the road. My DJ is LES, also from the bridge. And then I we come off a tour, and he says, my dude, AZ, has a, a new song that he's doing, Sugar Hill. And yeah, 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 he wants you on the hook, or the label wants you on the hook. And his label president, Lindsay, whose grandmother is Sylvia from Sylvia Soul Food Restaurant. Mm. He went to Bill Stephanie. They were friends. So they're like, you know, this could be good for both of our labels and blah, 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 blah. But I don't get in the town car. Like, the car comes, like, five nights. So I'm like, I don't know him. I don't, you know, I didn't know if it was going to be. I didn't know that Sugar Hill would wind up being the biggest record of my career. So LES and Nas sat me down was like, do it for Queens. And I'm like, okay. Mm. Got in the car, knocked it out. And they called and they were like, this is it. Like, th- this is it. It's going to, to, to print. And um, I hear it on the radio and on the radio and on the radio and on the radio again and on the radio. And then the phone starts ringing and we want you to come perform where I want to be, boy. But AZ is going to be there. So we want you to come back out and do that with him. Life is good. Mm. Life is real good. So then you get Russell Simmons and Andre Harrell, who are friends. They're hanging out at the white parties and the Hamptons, and they're like, oh, Miss Jones, Miss Jones, oh, 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 you should leave Bill Stephanie, oh, oh, oh. But actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. But actually before that, when when the late when the record started taking off, Tommy Boy stepped in 
and they told Bill Stephanie, you're going to fuck this up. We're taking over. So overnight, all the record execs that had been working my record were like pushed to the side and they brought in the heavy hitters from Tommy Boy. So now I've gone to mixed show interviews to prime time and main, like main, uh, mainstream airplay and billboard write-ups and yeah, it was a whole new world. It was a whole new world. It was real. As AZ would say, it is so, real. So we, we ask a lot, of, a lot of guys who come up here and, you know, when they get their checks and stuff, like, but I want to know, as a female, like, what do you do with the money when you, when you first get that, the first big checks? And do you go buy the cars, the jewelry? Like, what do you do? I was trying to move out the projects because my mom always, always wanted us to have better. Right. And so, but what happened was it was comfortable because <laughs> mm-hmm. even though you're getting money in envelopes, your rent is only one hundred and ten or one hundred and eighteen dollars, <laughs> and you ain't got to pay for heat <laughs> or water, right? So I didn't move until so Dougie comes back home, and now I'm popping like in my own light. And um, the relationship with me and my boyfriend at the time it wasn't going well, and he was having an issue with, I guess maybe how I was handling my celebrity. But who was I, your boyfriend? I don't want to name him. He's very private now. But it was my college boyfriend. Oh, him. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm still rocking with him. But so... So you were having an affair with others while you were with him? I was not. And although he had an affair on me first in college and broke my heart... He worked. Then you had an affair. Drove by my window in the bitch's car. Then you had an affair after. (sighs) Way after. But it wasn't intended. It's like if your you person at home is, huh? You, you said not it wasn't drunk. intended. It was like a buildup. It's like your person at home is constantly in your ear. Ah, why are you coming in late? Ah, why are you always in the studio? Ah, ah, don't wear that. Ah. And then this person over here understands what it is that you need to do as a young woman trying to make it in the industry, and they're helping you get there. You're going motiv- to like, most likely lean to that side. And that's what happened. That's what happened. So the, the person that you lean towards is was Dougie. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And yet we still kept it professional for a while, but then the relationship with my guy it became a little unbearable. So Doug moved me out. He was like, "Just take the take the charge card. Go find a place. I don't care where it is. Go find some place in Manhattan, though." He said, "It ain't got to be Harlem." Manhattan, so you can be close to the studios and close to me and um, just put down however much you want. I don't care. Hmm. Shout out Dougie, man. And that's where you live, where Biggie and Faith live above you. Right, West End Towers. Did you used to hear them fight? No, they were never... I'm joking. I heard Kim and Faith fight. (laughs) A real fight? All the time. It was like a week straight. Until Faith stopped buzzing her in, and then Kim started buzzing my door, so I would let her in, but she never made it up to my door because she was going down to the garage and walking over to Faith and Biggie's tower and knocking on the door. Why was Kim doing that? Do we need another Biggie movie to tell you that? It's where she want to be, boy. Right, because she was trying to, she was messing with Biggie, and she, you know, 
And that last night, Faith wore that ass out. Faith put the beats on her? Mm-hmm. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> she had had enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> yeah, easy. <laughs> easy. How you know she put... The, the, don't, play with, don't play with Kim like that. I don't, don't play with Kim like that. I ain't going to allow you to do that. I, I need you to... Okay, so it didn't work out in Kim's favor that night. How did you know that? Because I let her in the building. How did you know that she got... Because I think afterwards, somebody either was on the radio or it, it started getting out. That fa- This is like nothing new. All you got to do is Google. It might not even have made it to Google, but everybody knew that Faith and Biggie had a... Faith and Kim had a fight because Kim kept coming up to Faith's house. And Faith is a nice woman, but after a while, you're going to get Knott's Landing. And, but you didn't see her. No, I didn't go up there. Okay, so okay, so then you 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 basing it off of speculation, Mm-mm. off hearsay. No, because later on, I think it was either Kim or Faith. One of them told me. You remember now? I'm on radio. I'm interviewing people, and I'm still in the studio, and Kim is upstairs in the studio. These are people. These are my peers. I'm seeing. I'm knowing. I'm hearing. We moving together. All right. So let's let's, let's move over. So. <laughs> So it got unbearable. You and you and your boyfriend were living together where? In Astoria. Not in the projects though. Yeah, in the projects. Oh, he came to live with you at Mama Love Crib. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh lord, what's his name again? Mm-mm. Yeah, no, don't and don't because it's a, even in my book I changed his name. We don't want that smoke. Oh, good. Yeah. Smoking serious. Well, because he's in a totally, he just like he was never a public figure. And he don't want that. You know he, what I mean? He told you that he didn't want it when you spoke to him. So why you didn't put his name in the book? I didn't want to take the chance, and neither did the book company. You know? Did you try to reach out to him to put his name in the book? No, because the way we left, it was kind of like I just left, kind of. like. So Dougie had you leave it. So you left him in Mama Love's house. Oh, Lord. But there was, like, there was, like, there was abuse, and Doug had had enough, because he's like, now he's abusing my product, if nothing else. What type of abuse? Like, fighting. Like, we would lock ass. Like, I won't say I was an abused... So I'll say I was an abused woman, but I was fighting back. Like, I'm... But that's not normal. You know what I mean? Understood. So Doug moved you out. You moved to that apartment. Yep. He Where? furnished it, bought me a car, everything. Like, he... Did you guys cross the line from business to uh, physical at this time? Eventually. But not at that time that you moved. Mm-mm. You didn't have an affair with Doug. Mm-mm. No, but eventually we did. I know. Slow down. You're speeding. So now you and Doug, so you're there working. Bring us the next step. So I'm in the apartment. I'm in the studio. I told you Russell and Andre, you know, so they come to Chad's and Wilson's, which was a, okay, open mic night. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the R&B singers, we were all there that night. So they're getting on, they're getting on. Then I get on and I sing. And after I sing, Russell and Andre come over to the table and sit down, and they both ask me to sign with them. Mm. But Lior jumps the gun and calls Bill Stephanie from Steps on Records and goes, you fucking ass. I'm going to have your girl signed to Def Jam Records in the morning, and there's nothing you can do about it. (laughs) And then I wound up going to Andre instead of Russell. But, and I love Andre, 
and I went with Andre because I'm like, Andre had success with Mary. And who doesn't want to have success like Mary? He had success with Christopher Williams and Jodeci. Yeah. And Def Jam really hadn't done much with a female. So I'm like, do I want to take that chance? So, yeah. But, but when I signed with Motown, that's where the big check came in. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was good. What songs did you do while you were with Andre? Two-Way Street. And the Two-Way Street remix with Big Pun. Pun making, okay, gotcha. And that whole album, The Other Woman. Gotcha. Which was based on my relationship with uh, The Other Woman, get it? Because he was in a relationship already. Right. As was I. But we keep it real. Josie. <laughs> so 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 all right so you do that what made you leave andre to go to motown because andre got let go and then the new person they brought in george jackson he died and oh wait no andre was on motown so it was kind of like when andre left the wind left the sail because when Andre was there, he had all the young black executives, Chuck Bone, Big Bub, Eddie Hath, uh, you name it. Every DJ, every, it was just the energy was crazy when you would walk through Motown. People would just come up there just to hang out because it was so electric. Um, and then when he left, it was like a whole different energy. And then shortly thereafter, George Jackson passed away and I just was like, I went out. I didn't know Kidar actually wanted me to stay. But then Kidar came in with Erica Badu and um, Queen Penn was on Motown then. And so then he and I cultivated a really good relationship, even though I was no longer on Motown. He he always supported me. He supported my boat rides. He, you know, paid me to do background work on the Motown artists that he had. And it was good. And that's when I transitioned into radio full time. When did you transition into radio halftime? So when I was first coming out with my first single was Don't Front, and I got to do an interview with Ed Lover and Dr. Dre in the morning, I was prepared because I did my research on them. I had listened to their show, so I knew they did something called the roll call. Mm-hmm. I knew. So I prepared a roll call just in case. I did a promo for them so that hopefully they would play it every morning. Smart. And my name would get out there. Smart. And Smart. I brought them hot cross buns. And I rode the train. And they have a fancy car service. And they like that. The E-Train from Queens Plaza. And so when I got there, they were like, Miss Jones is here. Uh, tell us about the album. And I told them, they're like, all right, hold on. We're getting ready to do our roll call. Miss um, Jones, you want to do a roll call? You got a roll call? I'm like, I guess I could do one off the top. Oh, she's... <laughs> I like it. I like it. So I did a roll call, but I did a singing roll call. So they were blown away. They're like, oh, oh, oh. And so after that whole thing, and then I gave them the promo, and they're like, oh, the promo is... The program director came to me and was like, did you ever think of doing radio? And I'm like, Radio? I'm about to blow, nigga. Fuck out of here. <laughs> I'm going to be here five days a week. So he's like, just humor me. Let us train you. I'm trying a new, a new thing. You could be the first R&B artist, R&B female artist to do radio. You know me and my firsts. 
So I'm like, only part-time. He's like, yeah, pick a day, Saturday or Sunday. I'm like, Sunday, because I still do shows. He's like, okay. So he trained me, and I did it. And for five years, I was Miss Jones during the week and Jonesy on the radio during the weekends. And then it was five years to the day. I'm sitting in that West End Avenue apartment. The checks have dried up. I have one gig that's going to pay me $10,000 on New Year's Eve in Panama. But I'm already thinking, you got a car note. You're going to have to pay rent up in Harlem. This is when I moved to Harlem because I couldn't afford the West End Town. Like, the doors were closing on Motown. And Tracy Cloherty, who's the program director at Hot 97, calls and goes, hey. I'm like, hey. She goes, what's wrong? Now, mind you, I have boxes packed. Furniture is labeled, ready to go. But I don't know how beyond that $10,000 I'm going to live. And she goes, so here's the thing. We're making some changes here on the morning show. And I want to know if you'd be interested in being a part of it. You see, God, oh my God. I'm sitting amongst the boxes and she didn't know. No, I didn't tell anybody. And, um, and by this time, Doug and I had broken up. So there's like no support coming from him. And God stepped in and I said, I guess I could do mornings. <laughs> and then, okay. Was um, Jalen born at the time? No, 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 no. Oh, way, way, way after. Okay, so you broke up with Doug. Doug broke up with you, you guys broke up. Right, we broke up with each other. Because he was in a relationship. No, well, he never quite completely committed to me, even though we were living together in that West Side apartment that he was paying for. Understood. So you guys broke up. So where were you moving to? Because you said you went to Harlem. Yep, I moved to Harlem. What what street? One twenty second and Madison. Okay, and your bag, your, your your boxes were packed in Harlem. They were packed to go. Manhattan. Right, right. Like the moving company was about to take me up to there. go to Harlem, and you didn't know you had one. You had ten thousand dollars coming. You didn't know, so when Tracy called you, you accepted it. What happens next? So, um, I start, and so now I'm like, okay, I got a little leeway. I can figure it out, make my way back into the music business, and get another deal. But once I started doing mornings. Mornings is a whole nother animal. You're too tired to take meetings. You're too tired to do demos. You're just too tired. And you got to be up in the morning and be on. So I kind of just settled into doing the radio and being the best I could be at that because I had heard that people in Morning Drive make a lot of money. So I'm like, let me say, fuck the records. I can always sing. Let me focus on this new career. And so I just, I was there. Whenever Angie would go on vacation, I could fill in. Whenever Wendy went on vacation, pick me. So when, so when you when when Tracy called you, who was on the radio at that time? So it was Ed, Dr. Dre, and Lisa G. But yes. at that time, Ed had just gotten a big million dollar contract to go to L.A. to Power One Hundred Six. I think that's the that was the sister station, mm-hmm. and so they needed someone in New York. Got it. And so. She was trying stuff out. So she had put Steph Lover, Kurt Flirt, and me in the mornings. And I was like the girl in the van. That's my girl, Steph Lover. We used to do a show together, too, for DTF Radio for like five years. What's the name? Me and Steph. Steph Lover. Right, the name of the show. The Steph Lover Program on on DTF Radio. 
Was it? Was it? What's this that? Is, this is after though. This is after. This is way after. This is way after. Okay. 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 Yeah, this is. This is. Okay. After hot. After power. When she left, and then yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. How did yeah. you get along with them? Her and Kurt. Yes. We were cool until we weren't. I was the person in the van, and one morning she was like, "Get the fuck out the studio, go get in the van." And I said, "What? <laughs> really?" I, I was asked about that, but now eye level, really? Now, now the I think, set up. Do y'all see this? I was gonna ask you about that behind the scenes, but now, Don't that, now that I hear the story, change the subject. Now you see the you see the album right here. I though. see it. That's what shot. I feel like that. I could have ignored to... it. So that morning she said, get the get out the studio. And I'm like, I'm not getting out the studio. So we start fighting, but the mics are still on. Well, you, you and Steph. And then Tracy is on her way in and she hears fighting on the station. And then when she finally comes in, we're still fighting. But like the people in the sales department, they're running in the studio like, like and fighting physically? No, just but going back and forth verbally. So 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 how did you paint the picture? Hold on. Oh man, this glasses. <laughs> so <laughs> you look radiant, by the way. You look beautiful. My mind is going elsewhere. Thank um, you. <laughs> just wanted to comment down. Um, you're in the studio. What? So why did you and Steph go at it? I don't know. That morning she just was like, "Just get the fuck out and go get in the van." That's how it started. That's all it she takes. She cursed on the radio. Look, look, that's what she might not have even cursed, but the energy was, "Get off this my show. Go get in the van. Like you're lesser than." But you don't know how it came about. I don't, and I'm. I, it might have. She just. I I can't say what she was thinking, but I know what I was thinking. And the mics are on, and this is my hometown, and that's not how it's going down. So yeah, I went back and forth. What was Kurt first saying? I think he was trying to calm us down. He might have walked out. I don't know. So, yeah, I was going back and forth. Tracy was coming in. What happens next? So, Tracy's like, both of you in my office right now. And the mic, by the way, yeah. Well, I think at that point the mics might have, but it wouldn't have mattered. Tracy wouldn't have cared if the mics was on or off. At that point, the ship is sinking. Yeah, it's too much. Right. There's no one at the head of the ship. Like, it's out of control. So, she, you know, and then I apologized. And I think Steph kind of, because Steph and Tracy were like besties at that time. Like, they're hanging out there. And I'm thinking for sure, I'm done. I'm the, the last man to join the show. I'm in the van. I'm done. And then next thing I know, Tracy says, Jonesy, I'm going to put you in mornings with Scoop. And Steph's going to go to middays. Was there tension? Sorry. Yeah, I was to say, you, you, you and Steph had problems before this? So it just... I mean, there was always slick stuff, but I would never say anything back, really. Okay. But, you know, sometimes it gets to a point where you like, enough is enough. And the mics are on. So she was already there before you got there. She was already doing her thing there, and then you, you came in afterwards. I think she came in right right before me. She hadn't been there for that long of a time. Right. But I'm still like, if Tracy's asking me to be there, you know, there's a reason. Mm -hmm. I have a value. So you don't get the one, you don't get to be the one to tell me to get out. Now, again, that was in like 1998 or nine. I have had many drinks between then and now. So it could have been another embellished argument. 
it could have been more done, but I know that that's where we were. That was the result. And history will show Steph wound up being on middays and me and Fat Man Scoop rocked out until Star came in. How was the show with you and Fat Man Scoop before we get into the show of the person that I, 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 I you know. Mm-hmm. It was a fun show. It was a different show. It just wasn't supported by the station. So we were really a transition show until Tracy could figure out what the real show was going to be. So she never gave us a name. It was the Hot 97 Morning Show. And you know, you may not know, but until a station commits to you, until your name is on the, the show, the station has not committed to you. Mm. So we knew, but we were like, let's just prove ourselves. We still getting a check. We still got to show up every day. So let's just do the best that we can every day. And so then she decided to hire writers and star was, I think submitting stuff and she liked his stuff. It was edgy. It was fresh. It was new. It was different. It was outside of anything hot 97 had ever heard before. And it was, yeah, she knew it would open up to, like, the white boys. And so, abruptly, I think it was a Friday or a Thursday, she called me in her office, and Star had been writing for us, but we didn't really like the stuff, like, it didn't fit us. And I don't know if Scoop knew what the play was going to be, that Star was positioning himself to come in, and that this was all a trial kind of thing, but then... It was just a regular day, and Tracy called me in the back, and she was like, so I'm making a change to the morning show. Scoop will no longer be there. I'm bringing in Star and Buck Wild, but I want you to stay on because you know radio, and I need a straight man in there to keep them on track. And I need you to handle the business because that's how we get paid. So I said, what do you mean? She's like, I need you to tone down and not be, you know, what you've been. Let him be all those things, and you just play straight man. And I'm like, whatever, as long as I'm not getting fired and I'm still going to get my money. Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah, yeah, you, of course, just don't say anything to Scoop unless, you know, I'm going to have to let you go. So I didn't say anything to Scoop about the change. And then she had to talk with Scoop, I guess, and, you know. But she let Scoop still work. I think Scoop went to overnights. So he still had a job. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't in mornings. And then Saran Buckwild come in and, like, I had never met him, but he had written something nasty about me in like Write On Magazine or no, what ma- it was a magazine that he wrote in. Wrote Up Magazine? Was it? No. He's writing a magazine. Yeah. Hold on. I don't remember the name, but he had said some foul shit about me, and that was our only encounter. And my boyfriend at the time, he had actually called Star's office and was like, "Don't be fucking disrespecting my girl." And Star was like, "Fuck you." And so we already had, right. So when he came in, he he brought that up before I could even fix my lips. And he was like, I apologize. Dope. Yeah. Shout out to Star. Yeah. And then he like gave me a mug with my picture, me and Big Pun's picture on it. And I love that because me and Pun were like best friends at that point. And so we started the show. Star and Buckwild featuring Miss Jones. Mm. That brings you joy. Course. Why does it really enjoy? Shout out to Star. What else? <laughs> right. Well, so how was that working with them? So we talked about this on live, but you know, regurgitated. It was different every day. But it was like it was great to be part of 
of a winning show. It was scary because he was saying shit that people had never said before, like the Twilight Zone. You know what I mean? And um, you would you wouldn't have thought that it would take an arm because New York hip hop had always been postured as, yo, fuck that, this New York, you can't be, you can't be, and yet he was. And the artists still came up, and they still did interviews, and there was very little pushback, and that became the status quo. You knew when you came to Star and Buck Wild, basically you were going to get slandered, and you either got down or laid down. What about Buck Wild? Did you really, you know? So Buck was on my side of the room. We were like the bad kids, like just the bad kids never paying attention, and, and Star did a lot of the heavy lifting. I knew when it was time for me to do the gossip, the news, whatever I had to do for the station. But most of the creative stuff at that point was all star. He had a vision and he brought in his team of writers, Reese and whatever. And um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And he started as someone that was just faxing in stuff every morning, like a, a glorified fan and star saw something in him and brought him in. And so, you know, we're doing that and it was excitement. We used to play CeeLo in the studio in the morning and yeah, that's something we had in common. And because I had been in the industry as long as he had been in the industry, we had similar experiences, you know what I mean? So we connected on that. The problem for me was I'm still Miss Jones and these guys are my peers. And when you say shit and I'm here and I don't defend them, I look like my like I agree with what you say. But I'm not going to go against you necessarily because I'm their peer. But, you know, they ain't really defending me or, you know, done nothing for me. But, you know, the impression is one in, all in. Star and Buck Wild, you down with Star and Buck Wild. So, I mean, I had to deal with that. And sometimes I'd get booed on the strength of the association whenever we would do stuff. But I still did my separate parties. I still did my separate background features and stuff for Big L I did the one more chance. I was still doing stuff and, and keeping my identity separate. But do you want me to get to Aaliyah? Or? What was the pushback from artists? Who was the pushback that, who was the person that was hurt based off of you not defending them on the show? Who wasn't? Who was? I, name an artist. I can't remember every fucking body. Everybody. Everybody was. Anybody that, were close, but that was close to you that might say, Jones, you ain't defend me? It was people that played that card but i'm like mm, you never took me for a steak or uh, define closeness <laughs> you know so everything is going good even though you're sorry g even though you're receiving pushback but things are going good up there you and star we were fine you know we were fine i think until the Aaliyah thing and I had to take a stand. I had to think fast. Mm -hmm. And I knew they were up to something, but they didn't let me know. Because Reese kept, that morning, he just kept moving different. And things already were bad because the Aaliyah death was so, like, big. Right. So the energy was already weird. But I knew they were up to something, and they wouldn't tell me what it was. So they just played it. So I didn't even get a chance to mm -hmm. say, you know, I, I didn't know what they were doing. But I was like, you know, if y'all go too far, I'm out. And then they just played it during like a random break. And I did, had to make a decision. Didn't he say something before he played it? I don't think so. I don't remember exactly, but I don't think so. There was no lead up. Just played it? And what did you do when he played and it? And if he did say something, it was not related to me. 
it was maybe related to that incident. That was the, the, the thing with the plane crashing. Right, when she died and she went down in the plane crash and he played the sound effects simulating yes. that. Yes, yes, yes. So yes, I don't yes. think he said, oh, I'm about to play. There was no there was no lead in. It caught everybody off guard, except for him and Reese. So when you, you, you walked out, when you heard it, you walked out. Mm-hmm. Out the station that day, out the room. I think out the room, out the room, out the street. I don't know. I know I left, and I separated myself on air. What do you mean separated yourself on air? I hate you. Why would you do that? Aaliyah's R&B singer like me. That could have been my plane. I wish it was you instead of her. You said that on air. I did. While they was in the room. Uh, I was talking to them. So if you walked out, you walked out, then came back in and said that. No, I walked, I said it, I walked out, but my, I think my bag was still in the room, so I, like... I... You can't go too far. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> you can't go too far, baby. Right, you need your keys. <laughs> and um, and then Tracy flipped on me. What did Tracy say? You don't ever separate yourself from your co-host. You don't ever. Yeah, it was a lot of that. That day. And then I went home, and then the phone rang, and it was like, sometimes you should separate yourself because the sponsors are all leaving, and they only want to hear from you. So we're suspending Star, and we need you to come in to keep the money. So Star got suspended. Far long. Well, I don't think it was as long as it was supposed to be because then 9-11 happened. But wait, he was suspended. Wait, something. Yeah, I think he was suspended. Can you Google and find out? I really drink a lot. I think he was. I know that the sponsors were like, and Dame Dash was on a mission to end him. Like, Mm. and it was so much. It was so many sponsors leaving like. At one time, How, what was the window that this happened? Give me the day. So this, he plays the I audio. I think Aaliyah died August. I want to say August twenty. She died like a week before nine eleven. Cause wasn't y'all gotta? I can't. Y'all gotta Google. It was a week or a week or two between nine eleven and Aaliyah's death. August twenty fifth. Right. What day was that? A Saturday. I think that was a Saturday because I was doing a boat ride out in Freeport, Long Island. And then Monday is when Star started. And then Monday night, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, sponsors were fleeing. And Tracy and them was trying to save the money and putting advertisers on Flex's show, Angie's show, like doubling them up. The sponsors weren't having it. And then the record labels were getting pressure. So record labels. Co-host Miss Jones who cursed on air and walked out. Refusing to work with Star for the remainder of the day. Oh, a whole day. Right now it's eight fifty. Miss Jones had left the building, said that she would not work for me today, all because of this plane crash. Star continued. Is that so bad? Come on, show me some hate. Call me and show me how much you hate me. Some of you just lost focus. Star said while the plane crash played in the background. Wow. So, so now remember, the time Dame Dash in. was Dame, Dame Dash was 
But remember the time we're in, right? Okay. Aaliyah is like the arm. She's like the Beyonce. Mm-hmm. This video had been prom- like pre-promoted by Hype Williams mm-hmm. as like the biggest budgeted video. We Rock were- the boat, you talking about? Yes, yes we were all yes. in anticipation. We heard about how they flew all these people out to be the yes. dancers, and yes. And then she fucking dies. Like the whole plane dies. Like mm-hmm. that had never happened in hip hop, or like so that was big. It- people were shocked. Until the other planes came jumping through buildings. So it was a lot at the same time. Do you understand? But the narrative shifted because you go from some black trauma to 9-11 worldwide trauma. So that kind of saved Star's career. People didn't forget, but the focus wasn't on Aaliyah. The focus was on those, those twin towers. And he was respectful. Well... Um, he, he was afraid. Like I was the first one or oh, was the first, I was the first one to announce that the planes had hit that the first plane hit. Cause I had a friend that watched it happen and he two wayed me on my two way pager wow. and I went on the air without verifying it. So once again, here come Tracy and Judy down the hallway pointing through the window. The fuck? Why would you fucking say that on the, did you verify it? Did you cross check sources? And while they're yelling at me, the second plane hits the building. Mm. They immediately hug each other and they're shaking and they're crying. And Star is like, I gotta go. I gotta go. Because I think his mom, he wanted to check on his mom. The whole station, the world was like on autopilot. Like no one knew what was going on, what to do. And our radio station, we're the epicenter of information. People listen to us now. They're like, so she's like, can can you stay? Can you stay and do... uh, like give broadcast through the day and Star was like, I'm out. I can't stay. I can't stay. I need to check on my mom. And I'm like, y'all just yelled at me. I am going home. (laughs) And I remember being the only truck on the West side highway. It was so eerie. I was right before they shut everything down, but I was the only vehicle. And when I got to 125th street, the cops were already there with the barricades. And I'm like, I live on 122nd. You got to let me go. After that, everything was shut down. People had to walk from freaking Wall Street or Brooklyn or wherever. You were walking home. Damn. I was in class that day, I think. 10th grade, bro. Remember that? How'd you get home? Uh, I don't remember. I, I remember being like second period of class and they made an announcement like, yo, the towels were hit. And I was like, and I went home, and while I lived there, I could see the the city from the terrace. So I seen, I, I went home, and I seen the the smoke coming from the from the um, the twin towers. And the smoke that's, that's everywhere. It was that's why people got that cancer now, because all the first responders and the people that the regular citizens that stood up to help mm. were all inhaling all the those the body parts and the 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 fuel, the jet fuel, and yeah, we're still paying. <clears throat> I went to Mary Bertram. Ah. My mother worked for the mayor's office. One police plaza, so I was I was in the area. I remember seeing everybody running. My mom's friends running, crying. I remember when the scene. I remember when the the tower fell, and the smoke came, and they sent me the duck. I remember that. I don't really talk about that, but I was you I didn't know. know that. Yeah, I went to Mary Bertram. Yeah. Well, how did you get home that day? Um. 
I think that when the when when the tower fell, they made me get on the train because the trains didn't stop yet. The trains didn't stop yet, so we was on the train. The train that they stopped the trains later. Right. So I got on a train and, and, and went. My mother told me to go to uh, my father's house. Okay. On Franklin Union, and that's what happened. Yeah. How did your mom get home? I don't know. But she got home. Yes. She and did. she was safe. Yes, she did. Cause it. Cause no, they didn't let nobody leave the city after. I, okay, so it happened on my way to school. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I, I I don't know what I was doing, but I remember when the towel. Everybody read the towel fell. Smoke. Got on the train and went. My mother was in the in the city. They didn't let nobody leave the office neither. At one point, they didn't know what was going. They on. They didn't know what was going on. They yeah. didn't know if there was more. Yeah. yeah. Because they, they didn't want nobody to leave the office in panic. So what they did, you know, they had the, the police. Because one police plaza is there. So they wanted you to leave order. And I remember seeing her friend run back from it. Like, I'm going this way. She called me. Where are you? She was still in the office. They're not letting me leave the office yet. Then I saw one of her friends coming this way. So I was walking to the Ford train. Then the tower fell. And the smoke came. So she's running, yelling. And I'm going to the train. And I went down. And then my mom... I don't know what happened after that. Yeah, I remember that. It was too much. It was too much. Because they thought they were going to hit the Brooklyn Bridge. Right. And the Brooklyn Bridge is right there by one police plaza. And Mary Bertram is right by the Brooklyn Bridge. It was crazy. It's insane. I remember that. Yeah, I don't talk about that. But yeah, anyway, so that happened. 9-11 happened. Took away Aaliyah. So Aaliyah goes all the way away. That's messed up. Start, so you, you stayed there. And then when you go back, so... Because Star, there was a rumor that everybody used to think that Star got fired because of the Leah situation, but he didn't. No, he didn't. I, I honestly think, does it say he got suspended? I think he got suspended, but he was definitely there the morning of 9-11. So it might have been a one-week suspension because he was back by that point. But um, Dame Dash was still on the prowl. What do you mean? What was he doing to try to, what was he doing? What do you mean on the prowl? He was using his influence to get Star gone. Dame Dash is very smart, and he was, you know, going, I think, to um, advertisers. Did it work? It it would it was working, but 9-11, 9/11 was bigger, Kevin unfortunately, Kevin. than a little black girl who can mm-hmm. sing. Mm-hmm. The, world's in, the world's concern shifted. Got to move. As always. Unfortunately. As always, yeah. Hmm. So then what happens next? We were hurting for a while. You know what I mean? And we just followed the flow. We talked about the news. We, you know, it was a calmer, gentler star. He, you know, he needed to, 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 he paced the show because it was, this was worldwide. You know what I mean? Would you consider him one he of the greats? He was always very informed. He was always very informed, so he could do that talk, that political talk, that, and he had his opinion of why it happened and what transpired. He always had, he could have that dialogue. Would you consider him one of the greats? Yeah. Did you think that he was great at the time? Did you? I knew I was amongst greatness. I knew I was amongst something different. And once I saw it not be shut down immediately and tossed away, I knew that this would be something. When did things change now? Like, as far as, like, when did he go and when did you, like, 
what happened. So, uh, the next, the, the, the year went by and then the next year, uh, two, uh, I think it was 2002. Um, we're up for all up for a contract renegotiation. Star has weathered all the storms. So we know he's getting money and he told me as such, they just renegotiated me. You make sure you go in there and you get your money, Miss Jones. So I go talk to Tracy. I get my money. And then a week or two after that, Tracy tells me that Star doesn't want you on the show anymore. You need to go talk to him. Convince him however you need to convince him. And, you know, her boss, Judy, is like, just talk to him. You know, men are easy. So I'm in Atlantic City that weekend. I call him. I'm like, we need to talk. I rush back from AC to have the meeting. But his mind had already been made up. He didn't want, he didn't appreciate probably me separating myself during the Aaliyah thing. So nothing I said changed his mind. And Cherise from Changing Faces was actually with me when we went to his, we didn't go in his apartment, but he came outside in front of his apartment. He was like, it's, you know, the guys, it's the guys, it's, it's Reese, it's Miguel, it's, it's, it's Sergeant um, Hawkins. They don't, who, by the way, I put on the air. He was behind the scenes and I, um, they don't think you're loyal to the show. It's not me, it's them. So I'm off the show and then I, that night I hear people in the streets talking reckless. Star fired Jonesy. He's going to talk all about it on Monday. So I start figuring out what my next move is going to be. So Wendy calls behind Kevin's back. And she's like, what's your plan? And I'm like, I don't know. She's like, go to Philly. Tell them that Wendy told you to call. Call this one, call that one. And... um. So the, the, the station I wound up getting hired at was her competition and they hired me and they're like, your start date will be like November one. And this I think was either August or I had to go through the summer. I just had to make it through the summer and then I was good. And then I wound up going to Philly, but I had just gotten a brand new apartment, that apartment building on Lenox and, um, one Fly freaking apartment, three bedrooms, terrace in front of the building, but I had to pack up and say bye bye because the star. Like, what did he expect you to do with with that? Like, Aaliyah, you know, um, ride out. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not sure. Like, what what did he ride out? Probably not say anything. Just ride out. Mm. Silence. Probably silence for me would have been better. Because then it would have been left up to the speculation of the listener as right. to what side I was on. Right. But listeners often err to the side of the negative, and I knew that. And I didn't want that to be on my watch. So, did they take their money back, Hot 97? Mm-hmm. I mean, there was no money to take back. They took the offer back. And I said, Tracy, you're the boss. She's like, but it's Star Show. And I said, but I, I'm not, Star didn't hire me. You made me work with him. You hired me to do the news and the business and the gossip, not him. And she's like, well, it was just such bullshit. It was really bullshit. I was so young and I was so green and I didn't know the plays. I just thought if I went to work every day, did what I was supposed to do, life is going to be fine. What you think 
nothing could have changed that because her mind was already made up. Well, Star was the, the, the coin king. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And at that point, it had been proven. Even though I was featuring Miss Jones and I was doing my part, he was the ratings driver. You know what I mean? Yeah. So then you go to Philly, and what oh happened? Oh, my God. The station I go to is not Power 99, which is the heritage station that gets all the ratings. The station I go to is 103.9 The Beat. They're like number 95 in the market of 94. But I need a job. And so my lawyer is like, I told her, get me middays because I'm over the mornings. She comes back with, they want you to do mornings. They're going to pay you more than you even got with Star, who's my co-host. No, it's just going to be you. So I'm like, okay, fuck it. I have no options at this point. So I still have my apartment on Lenox Avenue, pack up my little Mercedes truck in the middle of the night. Tracy had offered me a Sunday night countdown show just to not necessarily fight. They don't want to, Hot 97 never fired me. It was just an inconvenience and I couldn't be on Star's show. So I do my show that night and I drive into Philly and I have an apartment there that I had scrambled up and I just show up for the first day of work. Then I show up for the second day. But I had, I was friends with Charlie Baltimore, Biggie's girlfriend. And I remember she lived in Philly. So I reached out and I was like, bitch, it's too much to tell. Can you be at the station tomorrow morning? I need you to like co-sign me in Philly. She comes. She sits with me for the whole week. Then I realized I know Derek Coleman of the 76ers. Yeah. He went to college and he taught me how to drive. We're friends. Like, we're friend friends. So now I called, because first it was panic. You're just like, you're not even thinking, who do I know? Who do I know? So I called Derek. He's like, here's my realtor's number. I want you to move in my building because um, I need to watch you. I need to watch over you and, you know. So I go and and then the, the people start to listen and this is like the lower wattage station that you can't even hear in an elevator. In three months, this station has gone from rank ninety three, ninety two, whatever, to number three. Wow. And Jonesy's a hit. And Jonesy. Tracy's calling, right? <laughs> and Tracy's calling, and she's like, "Send me an air check. I want to hear people are talking." Blah blah blah. And I'm like. Fuck you. Okay, I'll send it out today. Fuck you. And um, and she goes, so here's the thing. Angie's pregnant, and she wants to go on maternity leave. But we have this idea. You know how Tom Joyner is like the, the, fly, the fly jock? Remember he used to do two radio stations, and he would fly from one to the other? Do you remember? We want you to be the drive time diva. And drive from Philly, we'll send you a limo every day and do Angie's shift in afternoons. And we'll pay you top dollar and Bob. And so my boss is in Philly. They're like, yeah, no. You ain't won her when you had her. We brought her here. She's kicking ass for us. No. So I was like, sorry, Tracy, I can't do it. I'm not going to be disloyal to Philly who picked me up when you let Star fucking kick me out. The ratings keep going and going and going. And then I start getting calls from Star on my cell phone. Yeah, yeah. Don't get too comfortable in that seat, Miss Jones. <laughs> I'm like, leave me alone. I didn't do that. You want to hear the messages? Oh. <laughs> you want the receipts? Stop it, stop it, Jones. You don't got those messages. I have them. 
Josie, wow. no. I brought them for your show. Josie, you she's, guys, li- she's lying. She's bluffing. I swear, I swear <laughs> you guys get along. She's bluffing. Because he's the same way. We had a conversation she, the other day about that. How you, you keep a lot of... Uh, she's bluffing. She's you bluffing. got yeah, I don't have them. Okay. I know. <laughs> but ask him. He knows. Ask him. He'll be honest. He would. Yeah. So he's going to call you and say what? Oh, I hear you're stealing my style in Philly. Don't get comfortable because I'm coming back. And I'm going to be syndicated in Philly, too. And I'm taking over. He spoke over. to you or he just left messages? Left messages. <laughs> and I'm like, he won't stop. Did it aggravate you? No. I, do you understand? I went from getting kicked off of the number one show and being embarrassed and shamed and to fucking being the, like, the mayor was, like, taking me to dinner. I got the freaking key to the city. I got a day. I got the Liberty Bell. Like, Philly, mm. when I tell you I love, I will forever love. And then I found out later on that my dad was born in Philly. Mm. I didn't know we had a church in Philly. It opened up so many doors for me. I, I got the Heroes Award from the police for serving the ser, save, solving the murder of an Asian man. Wow. I made an impact in Philadelphia, and it was more than just... Radio self. I got in the community and I enjoyed helping them. Like, I used my celebrity to make noise for them. Because people, the, the government always takes advantage of Philly, which is why I was so proud to see them stand up and vote this past election and make a difference. Because Philly always, so, the government is so corrupt. Black people never get, so when I got there, they appreciated the fact that I was going against the government and speak using my voice to speak up for them. But that shit wouldn't last long because the white folks at the station were like, eh, gotta go. Bye-bye. You got fired. Yeah. Why did you get fired? Making too much noise. Making too much noise. I rose up against the police. I like, whatever. What was the last straw that Thank broke you. the camel's back? Thank you, G. I was doing a live remote. I pulled up to do it. I didn't even want to do it. The police started fucking with me. They were using their power to like try and embarrass me. I just wanted to park my car so I could get to the broadcast. No, I don't give a fuck who you are. Jonesy in the I don't care. Now, mind you, there's billboards all around Philly with my picture on it. Jonesy and I'm rocking. Everybody knows that I'm on the smaller station with the smaller signal. And yet I'm still beating the big station with the real signal. But the cops, they want to make a point. Mm-hmm. I laid them out when I got back on air Monday. And then you got fired. And then I got fired because um, my the PD then and and then it was also, I think. Well, yeah, they let me go. I won't go into other stuff. They let me go. You won't go into other stuff. Yeah, because I had already told my PD that I was pregnant, and he had said, "No, you're not," because I went through that pregnancy shit with Wendy, and I'm not going through it with you. So it was a culmination, but I won't put it on that because I did get into it with the cops. So I will let them have that, you know, that. It was a, it was a lot. I, I don't I don't regret anything I did because I know I stood up for the people that always stand up to this day for me. Right. You said something to me on live about, was that the time when you said that, you know, you were upset with Star because was this around the, during the time where he was verbally attacking you on the radio? No. This was, so after I got fired, the day I got fired, Thea Mitchum, who's executive vice president right now, Power 105 and the whole 
she was the power she was the boss at power 99 she came to my house offered me to do mornings at power tracy called me to come back and do and fill in in the morning show because joe buttons had been doing mornings at hot 97 and it was a mess a hot mess express mm. so this is the day i get fired and wendy and kevin call and they're like come on the show this afternoon and talk about it because wendy was syndicated in philly so it was it was a, a hot topic like what jonesy got fired what the fuck? Like, the city was on fire. So when I come to New York and I do Wendy's interview, Tracy goes, come to my house after you finish at Wendy's. And she goes, I want you to come fill in. You want to fill in, do mornings, you know, for a week, whatever. So Envy whispers to me while I'm there, they're going to fire Joe and hire you. Make sure you don't let them rape you. Mm. Fat niggas getting 250. Go hire. So I'm like, they're not going to bring me in. He's like, watch so when friday comes tracy pulls me to the side it was so good having you it was it was like a breath of fresh air how about you come back home and i'm like really she's like yeah yeah do the morning show so i'm like bitch it better be better than 250 no i don't say that and i'm like okay <laughs> all right let's talk numbers over the weekend and it was just like that just like that when did you bring envy in envy was already there so when Joe Buttons was there, Envy was there, Miss Info was there. I don't know if Donnell Rollins was there or not, but they were already in place. So when I came back, I could have gotten rid of them and brought in my own crew, but I know what it feels like to just be disrupted from your life just because you can. No, fuck it, they could stay. So why, okay, when Envy, when they said that, when Envy said that you gave him a shot, what is he referring to, that time? Because they wanted to get rid of him. They were insisting that I bring in Cypher Sounds. Don't get gassed. Pretty much. That was Flex's guy. But I saw the play. So Flex runs nights, and he figures if he has someone in the mornings, he gonna run nights and mornings. Mm. You follow what I'm throwing? I'm, I'm following what you're throwing. Okay. <laughs> you catching what I'm throwing? <laughs> so, so, I'm loyal. Because Envy had already... Yeah, he heard what's going on, and he put you on to game what's going on. And I'm... All, when you show me one sign of loyalty, I'm down. That's the Scorpio in me. So how did you do in between that? Um, so, you know, we had some hiccups. And at this time, Star now is across the street at Power 105. Not across the street, literally. No, no, you know what I mean. In radio, they call it across the street. So, or up the dial. And, um... And he still got all that momentum, and now we're rebuilding. And I am his, I guess, apprentice in the eyes of New Yorkers. But people are listening because they heard that I was on fire in Philly. So, you know, game on. Mm. And we're competing. And, you know, one book he's won, one book I'm one, one book Elvis is one, D100 Elvis. One book stars one one. It was tight. It was good. Like, it was good. I don't want to move too fast. <laughs> I'm waiting. I'm so, so, so your show is you, Envy, uh, who else? Miss Info. You had uh, Michael Sean, was he? No. Not, not yet? Not yet. Okay. Yeah. he And I met him in Philly. He did the night show in Philly. Right. And he was so funny that I used to just, I didn't know anybody in Philly anyway, so I would just go to the station at night and hang out with him. Gotcha. What? What? I'm, I'm, I'm waiting. You know, you know what so, I... No, so 
We're doing, we're doing, we're doing. You know how to do radio. You know how to talk. Okay? You know what I'm I don't want to get ahead of myself. Tell me what you want exactly. No, I, I'll slow you down if you get ahead of yourself. So, so we're just working. I'm the man. And at this time, I'm pregnant. With Jalen. With Jalen. Yes. And so November, so I come back in, I think it was September, and November comes around, and I start getting sick, like really sick, and my doctor's yeah. like, she needs to... Be at home. Right. So, the st- so what we know now as Zoom didn't exist then, but... They created Zoom for me to be able to have Jalen at home and me look through my TV and see DJ Envy, Miss Info, and everybody else, and they could see me at home. Was it a webcam? Yeah, before it was a webcam. So they charged Hot 97 like thousands, like $20,000 a month for me to be able to be home and still do the show. So we're doing that, and then the producer at the time had been hired was from the Opie and Anthony show. Now, I don't know how many of you know the Opie and Anthony show, but they are starring Buck Wild on steroids, and they're white boys, and they're, like, doing stunts like having couples have sex in the St. Peter's Cathedral. Is that what it's called, St. Peter's Cathedral? Wow. The cathedral? I think it's... And that was their big scandal. Tracy hires the producer of that show Mm. to come produce my show. But I'm home, so he has this idea to create some spark and some controversy to come up with this song about the tsunami Tsunami tragedy. He plays the song for me, and I'm like, that shit is whack, it's corny, like, whatever. He plays it on air. The first time he played it, it was 6.30 hour, no one's really listening. Dr. Jeff, that we know now from Basketball Watt, but he started on my show, he comes in at 8 o'clock and he's like, I didn't hear the tsunami song. Can you play it? Why did we play it? Because now every fucking body is listening. But we didn't realize that because we're in this room and we're just talking. We're not really realizing the impact of what's going on. When I tell you the sponsors started calling, mm. I've seen this all before. <laughs> I mm. knew what was happening. <laughs> and they're pissed off. And the Asian community is boycotting and threatening to boycott more and so then they pull us off air. They put us on suspension and like um, they call the lawyers and the lawyers come to New York and they question all of us separately to see who did what. Because our boss at the time, Barry Mayo, bitched out and didn't tell the truth, which was that Miss Jones wasn't even physically in the building. So how could she have played anything, right. much less sung on it? So... We're talking, me and Envy, we're all like, this is what made us bond, I think, part of what made us bond, because it was us against the world. So we're talking to each other. He's like, yeah, the lawyers, they're asking questions, and they're like, so when did Miss Jones play the song? And, I, and I'm like, Miss Jones hasn't been here since November 1st. And they're like, what? He said, you didn't know? They're like, no. Once again, Envy with the loyalty. She hasn't been here. They're like, she's on the song. Her name it says Tasha. He said, that's research. Her name is Tasha. Miss Jones's name is Tarsha. She been ha- She ain't sing on shit. Mm. But Barry Mayo, who was the, the PD at that time, or the GM, didn't want them to know. So he was going to let them fire me just by him not speaking up for me without telling the truth. So when the lawyers found out that they really couldn't fire me, and if they did, I could probably sue them. They were like, nope, she can come back. You know, 
just issue an apology. But my sister, Audrey, producer at The View, who's friends with Nancy Grace, because the tsunami thing was all on every news cycle, every station. So Nancy Grace was like, what's going on with your sister? She said, tell her to call Mel Sachs. Mel Sachs is the lawyer that was representing little Kim at the time for the shootout in front of hot. I think so, yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. So I call Mel, and he's like, I need 50 stacks. <laughs> come to my office. His office was down here somewhere. He's like, come at 9 o'clock. I'm like, 9 o'clock? That's late at night. I don't want anybody to see you. You come in, and I need 50 stacks. So we get there. Little Kim's getting off the elevator. Bye, Mel. And I'm getting, she's getting on. I'm getting off. He's like, oh, one Miss Jones leaves, another Miss Jones comes. So come to find out, Emmis was going to let me sign back on air. But if the Asians had started boycotting again, they would have had no choice but to let me go. Mm-hmm. Mel knew John Liu was the head of the whole, the whole Asian movement. So he had arranged that night for me to talk to John Liu off hours. We talked to John Liu. He's like, I know it's not you. I know it's Emmis that let that tsunami shit go. But John Liu's dad, I'll say allegedly, because they'll say it didn't happen. John Liu's dad and the owner of Emmis had some bad business deal. Something happened back in the day, and his da- John Liu's dad wound up either going to jail or getting in trouble. So he had an ax to grind. So I was going to be the sacrificial lamb. But when Mel Sachs stepped in and it's like, this is my peeps, you can't do that to her. He was like, I'll call off the, the, the Asian coalition. So I came back that Monday and I did my apology. There were no more boycotts. The Asians left me alone and we were able to rebuild. Now during that time, Star's on the air having a field day with, don't spend your money down there. They don't like Asians. Listen to the song they played. Bring your money here. It's good with us. We love all nationalities. But like it was, it was a lot, and we had to rebuild. So that's when Ebro came on from the back, and we just we hired writers because we needed distractions, material, content, funny. We needed to. It was a lot. So when I say that Envy's been loyal and we family, because <laughs> we went through a lot. Niggas didn't have to tell the truth. They didn't have to give extra information to, to save me, but they rode. Shout out to Envy, man. Yeah. That was close, man. So, um, when we got our rhythm back, we find our way. And actually, well, yeah, I didn't talk about how Star. When Star got fired from Hot and wound up over at Power, but we that's already been established. I thought he never got fired from Hot in 87. All right, so whatever, he last got fired, well, we, we didn't gotta, get fired. We got to pay the right narrative. He didn't get fired from Hot in 87. Okay, boss. All right. <laughs> he made way for me to come to Hot 97 for the I don't know. Did he get fired or did he quit? He didn't get fired from Hot 97. Continue. Nor did I in 2008. You did not neither. Yeah, I didn't. But so anyway, so at that time, um, so now we're we're competing on a balanced playing field. And Star starts making comments about my son, Jalen, who was just born. And then he starts doing commercials, calling him a bastard with Down syndrome. 
Then he starts offering money for anyone that was at the hospital where my son was born to send my medical records in. And um, it just kept going and going and going and going. So, um, you know, Hot 97's advice is always don't feed in, don't respond, don't say anything because they just want our listeners to go listen to them. But once again, Envy is like, fuck that. You ain't gonna, no, no, you don't get to, he's a baby. Like, even if he does have Down syndrome, you don't get to, so then him and Star start going at it on air. And Star starts making comments about his children. Yes. And he's built way different than me. So that turned into a whole nother situation. And then uh, the comments that Star was saying were very inflammatory and defamatory. And uh, in, it, it was a lot. And then, um, and because Envy's wife is part Asian, here comes John Liu again the head of the Asian coalition. And when they played that audio about Star saying that he would swipe Envy's daughter's ass with mayonnaise and take a bite out of it, and who has the address to where his right, kids right, go to enough. school. That's, that's, that's inappropriate. <laughs> but you let me tell all my stuff. That's inappropriate. So you got to respect Envy. That's when the lawsuit came. And Power 105 got rid of Star, paid Envy a shitload of money, and, um, yep. Shout out to you because That's crazy. when we talked about that, you said your loyalty is to Envy, that, you know. Um, now you understand. I painted the picture. You understand. Yeah. Um, but you also said that, you know, that you never got an apology from Star because I told you that he said, some things about you positive to lead me in your direction, but you said you you were kind of surprised. You said you never got an apology from him. Mm-mm, I got a call from him. But I said that you got. I heard you guys spoke because yeah, I got he a told call me from he him. spoke to you. Yeah. But he was he was calling about an idea he had for me for a show. But that was it. It was never acknowledgement of you know. And I know we, you know, we didn't always see eye to eye. And I know I might have gone left. And it was none of that. It was, hey, so I have this idea. I'm thinking you could be the Black Nancy Grace. You, a desk, and a red phone, and you let these abused bitches call in and get advice from you. And I'm like, uh, no. <laughs> and that was that. But at that time, I was already I, I was already home and going through my own stuff. Like it was so much. I had I sued both stations. I sued Radio One and iHeart at the same time. I'm getting out my marriage. Thank God I had a prenup. It was a lot. So I didn't have time to to be further mad at a star. I pushed that shit out my mind. Understood. You you okay. So what led to you leaving? Okay, but, but hold on. Whoa, there's a lot of situations that happened mm. on the station. We can't forget about that. Yes. What? What do you mean? When Wait. did the when did the Beyonce situation happen? Get a G. Uh, Beyonce's mom. Oh. Get a G. <laughs> it's all right. It was a so it was a Friday before I was about to go out for surgery. Fuck you. <laughs> Pick a finger. Oh. You want to fuck? 
Oh, Seven. what the hell? Thank you. Japan. Thank you. Michelle. <laughs> Part of our lawsuit, sis. <laughs> <laughs> that was just a day. It was, it was a just day. a day in the life. And the station was trying. They knew Beyonce was coming, and I didn't know. But, but they said you acted a little bougie when they, came, they walked in there. You was acting like a little, like, you didn't want to give them the, you know. Oh, I didn't want to hug her. Yeah, you didn't want to give them, you know what I'm saying? Corona. There was no Can corona. Can you stop playing around? <laughs> Who knows? They Who say knows? it's been here before we knew it was here. Why? Why did you act like that to them? Because I was bitchy and petty. It wasn't them. It was her. I was bitchy and petty. And in hindsight, I probably should have hugged her because she was just being gracious. But originally when her and the girls, Destiny Child, had come up to the show, and I, they probably don't remember this, and I asked them to come on our show and sing, they shut me all the way down. Mm. And I kind of held on to that. So you saw her getting out with her mom, and she's like, hey, and you like, ah. I was like, okay, I don't hug, but hey, how you doing? And I did the handshake. But I should have let her hug me. Who knew she'd be freaking all the things she's become. So walk us through that. Let's go. But then her mom walks in after, and she's like, yeah, thank you for keeping my daughter's name in your mouth. And I said, bitch, I'll keep your name in my mouth. Or you need to think. I said it was slick, and I said you need to thank Mac Mac Cosmetics for making you look like the Joker. It was just it was corny, but it was a clapback. On the air? No, it wasn't on air. It was in the hallway. And then. And that was it. Just before the before you interviewed her. I, no, I never interviewed her. Oh, you just oh, you just saw it all the way. Right, now. my show. I had signed off. She was coming up to do promo for Kiss. Gotcha. They were trying to rush me home, and I'm like, why is everybody trying to rush me home on a Friday? Usually they're trying to get me to do commercials for free. But then the black town car pulls up downstairs. I didn't know, but Michael Sean, who's on my show at this point, he sees it pull up. He starts texting me, Beyonce's on her way up. Run. <laughs> like, Run. Damn. Yeah, no. I'm like, what? So then she comes, and you just... You hear da but there's really no music, and then the hair is blowing, but there's no fans, but it's like a moment. But I still was like, mm, I don't hug. And then here comes the Joker, her mom. Oh my God. She ain't the Joker, but back then she was the Joker. But because I was leaving for surgery that next week, they thought I got suspended based on the comments. Mm. But no one would have even known the comments had we not told them, because this didn't happen on air. Right. Do you she see does, how you're, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. She does have that glow, though. I ain't going to lie. I, I met her, I met her uh, at uh, Jay-Z's video shoot at the, uh, black was it Black Magic? Or, uh, one of the songs he did. Mm-hmm. It was in New York City, but she walked by. I was trying to be cool. I was like, hey, B. She was like, hey. I was like, but she had that, that glow. The fans, like, right. The yeah, fans nah, be the, blowing. The song is definitely playing in the background. Right. The <laughs> and that hair be blowing. Imaginary fans. That's there. That's there. So you went on the air and talked bad about them. I wasn't there. It wasn't on air. I left for surgery. So I think Envy and Michael Sean and them must have talked about what happened. And people just assumed I got suspended because I wasn't there. I wasn't there because I had a pre-planned surgery oh, yeah. on my right. I know what it is. Right. Mm. Usher. What? Oh. <laughs> he up, he up here. Look, he right there too. What's up? <laughs> right there too. Let it right, burn. Right there for you. Come on, Set up. stand on your square. What, what? No, you can listen to the morning show reunion. 
which mm. is on YouTube. No, I want you to tell it. He called it. You know at this point what my show is about. Mm. With a don't give a fuck coalition of radio and anybody can catch it. He called that day in the midst of the scandal with his, am I going to marry her? My mother told me not to marry her. The wedding is today. I'm not showing up. It was that weekend that he was supposed to be marrying that girl and he didn't show up. And then he tried to call that Monday to promote a cologne. Cologne joint, yeah. Nigga. <laughs> <laughs> no. Then. So he calls and he tries to do it. Mm-hmm. And then we're playing, we're going through the motions. And then I just bust out. I'm like, why did you marry that girl? <laughs> and he's like, uh, uh, y'all ignorant. And I'm like, just tell us, just because I knew the listeners wanted to know. My loyalty is always to the listeners. His assistant kept trying to jump in, though, right? Jessica, mind your business, <laughs> Jessica. Do you want to fuck Usher? And then she caught it. And then it's <laughs> bad because Ebro wasn't there that day. So we went hard. Like, we just went hard. We were laughing. And I was like, you can come at me, too, if you want to. He was like, nah, nah, it wouldn't be good if I did that. Okay, tough guy. But, again, we just play too much. It was just jokes. What happened with you and Angie? I forgot to ask that. What happened with you and Angie? So, you know, me and Angie, I thought we were always cool. And then, yeah, yeah I hear, that I'm, it's a Friday <laughs> night, and my ritual was always, like, bubble bath, wind down, settle down. And then I hear she has Soleil on ladies' night talking shit about me. Who's Soleil again? I don't even know to this day. Soleil, is the, that's, the, that's the, she, uh, the, did she date Genuine? She had a song Genuine. So so I, I don't like see first what, 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 what we're not going to do. See now, because I can open this. <laughs> I, I can throw my shade. I've been so forthcoming. I am not acknowledging people. Mm. I know that so late. So they got someone genuine, or she's a date him or something like that. So she wound up marrying him, but at the yeah, at that oh, point, oh yeah, okay, got yeah. it. She yeah. was just trying to date him. I was not trying to date genuine. Genuine was trying to date me. Genuine would go on Flex's show. There's receipts. We'll go on Flex's show and ask him, who's that over there? Who's that? Who's that? Who's that? Invite her to my concert tonight. Like, and then we met and we hit it off. And the station happened to be throwing a concert in Jamaica for the listeners. Genuine was on the bill. Of course, I'm going. We're still talking. So he's like, oh, my flight comes in. It would be cool if you could meet me at the airport. I meet him at the airport. And we're hanging all during the Jamaica trip. When we get back from Jamaica. Did you do anything? Maybe we did. Maybe we didn't. So anxious. Okay. Yeah, 11.30. <laughs> I love when you're talking dirty. <laughs> really? Yeah. Really? Let's go, Big G. Say more, say more G, huh? Eh? J-1, yeah. Say more G. He the raw? <laughs> Let's go. That's what they said last year, right? That's Speaking what... of laws, uh, oh. suits. <laughs> <laughs> so you and Jenny White, so she had a right to be mad, Jonesy. But I didn't know about her. Yo, you not, yo, first and foremost, you, you're very- Jenny White had bitches. You're very about women empowerment. You have to take account. They were not married. She was you a new- You smashed Genuine while he was with Soleil. No, he wasn't with her. He was, and according to her, to him, he was just a girl- that would show up at the airport, like she she would she knew where he lived and where his when his shows were, and she would just be sitting in the airport, 
waiting for him to arrive to follow him to whatever city he was going to to perform. So why would she? Why would they let her on the show? I mean, because she, uh, uh, this lady, what? You know what? Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, right. <laughs> so right. I remember her. Okay. So sure you remember her. I do. Shout out to Sola. So, Stop being shady, Jonesy. That was a thousand years ago. I'm just saying. She pulled me in some shit. I didn't know anything about okay, her. Okay, so tell me. Let's let's go through. So you genuine took it down to Jamaica, which is a, a actually it's an amazing trip to have sexual relations with a singer like that. Who who mm-hmm. who? By the way, Bro. is another. No, I ain't saying wrong. They had no condoms out there. At the time. Yes, we did. <laughs> Where they got condoms from? They wasn't the NYC condoms. They probably wear magnums. They didn't have those at the time. Hi yeah, yeah. Gee, at, at Two Brute, <laughs> you said you liked Japan. me. <laughs> what's up, what's up? Japan. Yeah, everybody's against Jamaica, me. What? <laughs> Jamaica. Why, <laughs> Again. So, I, so, 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 so. I'm right. I'm in my early 30s at this point. I'm single, no kids. I'm Facts. living my Prom- best salute. life. He's single. Prom We're time. in the same industry. Prom time. There was no mention of no girlfriend or okay. no. Right. So then. So I'm shocked when I hear Angie. My coworker, who is under the code of Tracy of, we don't talk about other coworkers on this station. That she's allowed Soleil to come up there and make some baseless claims that I'm stealing her man or that, who even knew about you? And just because I have sex with him don't mean I want him to be my man. Oh. How did, did you write? Even more so, did right? You, did you write that you had sex with him in your book? Maybe I don't remember. If I, it might be. In, I told you publishing. I drink a lot. It might. Right, I'm not getting any publishing. Why would I promote that book? But probably. G, <laughs> oh, <gee>, idiot! G, <laughs> what are you that noise for? What's yeah, wrong with you, man? Uh, right, this, this is a good one. This is a good one. So, this so, so she. So, but how did Soleil find? That's the thing you see. I have no idea. There was no Twitter. Right, right. There was, was so there MySpace. Um, so we might have been talking about it on. We were Twitter. Hot ninety seven was all social media, and you know there were pictures that that you know that, there was no shame because he was single, I was single. It's like, who are you hiding from? Everybody's auditioning to be the next top girlfriend or boyfriend. So when she took that position with Angie, my issue became more with Angie than her. So what did what did she say? Do you remember what she said that day that got you offended? I don't remember, but the mere fact that she positioned me as being like a homewrecker or something, I'm like, no, fair game. So then what happened with you and Angie? How did that fall out? Things went bad because you want to be giving people platforms to talk about stuff. When Wendy's been talking about you and Q-Tip and all that, that he's allegedly both teams, because that's how that fight between Angie and Wendy started. So she was dating the vibrant thing, right? <laughs> but so, but but so but playing, playing for you didn't hear me going on the air saying nothing about nothing. So but, tell me what happened, because you're paraphrasing. No, because after Angie, so, so I stopped that, fucking with her. You didn't rock with Angie, so did you give anybody a platform to disrespect Angie? Mm-mm. Because that's not how I rock. So you just so how did the people know you fell out? Um, I don't know that people knew that we. I don't think that to this day people think we fell out. Because again, you weren't allowed to talk about people, but because I took Wendy's side in the fight. Hold on, wait, wait. Let me see something. Angie Martinez versus Miss Jones versus Soleil on air argument over a man. You called up there. Mm-hmm. 
See, this is the problem. Why you ain't say you called up? See, I told you that she. I was in a bubble bath, and I got word that she was on Angie's show talking about me. I called in and was like, "Why are we fighting over a man that neither of us are involved with?" And what you said to Angie on the show? I don't think I said anything to Angie that day. I don't. I don't think so. I'm. I don't. Yeah, I don't think so. If I could go, no, no, I spread my way to let you say, baby, vamos, you fly away. No tomorrow. And if I could go, <laughs> that's Angie's song. I'm standing out. Stay down, Jonesy. You a volley? Don't sit. Don't sit to that. Oh. <laughs> So you never squash it with Angie? After that, you never... Um, so here's the thing. A couple of years after that, there was a, an event called the April Fool's Comedy Show. I know about that event. So there were comedians, New York comedians, Talent, Capone, Rob Stapleton, mm -hmm. Gerald Kelly, that would headline said April Fool's Day Comedy Show. Gerald Kelly is one of the comedians that does an amazing... Funkmaster Flex impersonation. Gerald Kelly heard that I do good Mary J. Blige and Angie Martinez impersonations. Mm -hmm. So he invited me to take the stage on the April Fool's Day comedy show and impersonate Angie. And it was a hit. But not with Angie. Of course not. But before I did it, Tracy called me and asked me to do it. She asked me to do it. So I'm like, the boss is asking me to do it. I did it. This is after the... The so late thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do it. And it was so good that made it so bad. You know what I mean? No, we don't. So It was so good of an impersonation that it made Angie feel so bad. Because I'm doing a bunch of... <laughs> Yo, flex. <laughs> like that. Never really saying much except giggling and laughing. And so, you still don't rock with her now. So here's the thing about rocking with her now. I, I can see it. I have not seen Angie mm -hmm. since like 2008. So like, there's no place for rockation. But so she didn't appreciate the impersonation, and Tracy tried to get mad at me. And I said, "You're the one that told she, me to do." Yeah. Here we go again. So it was a breath of fresh air to get to Philly. <laughs> oh my God. So when Tracy got mad at you, you left? I don't know if I left or if I had been back or whatever, but I knew, yeah, I think this was before I left. I, I don't remember. All I know is Angie didn't appreciate the impersonation that Tracy told me to do. Gerald Kelly did Flex. I did Angie at the April Fool's Day comedy show, and it was a motherfucking hit. You shouldn't have Soleil. So she doesn't fall in lines of the Miss Jones apology tour. I don't know. I mean, she could, but why you didn't have me on your show to talk about genuine? Why would you go to the outsider? You know what I mean? Jonesy, that's that. Defeat. If Angie wanted to know what was going on with with genuine, why not have her coworker on Ladies Night and ask me? You go to the person that has an issue with me. But again, this is all so ancient. I don't want to rehash problems 
because I don't want any problems with Angie yeah, or Flex. I just made Tracy <laughs> my woman of the month, Black, I mean, Women's History Month. I don't want problems. I'm just simply telling you my truth of what happened. So you have a, you're on an apology. So Flex is mad at you as well? No. Okay. So you're on an apology tour. So right now. What? I mean, you can make a stop off at Angie. Make a stop off. I think you should. Yeah, we could. Cool with Envy. Right. Yeah. I don't have a problem with Angie. Look, I've gone through so much in my personal life. I've been shitted on more by people less worthy. I have no problem giving Angie, the voice of New York, <clears throat> an apology. Um, Do it again, the voice for? I would like you to apologize. How are you the voice of New York and you don't even ask people questions? Like, I'm kidding. Yo, yo. Edit it out and stand down. Stand down. Apologize. Edit, edit, Apologize. edit, edit. I'm not editing nothing. Angie, you know I play too much. I'm just playing, girl. I'm? I'm playing too much. I apologize, Angie. If you apologize about bringing that enemy onto the stage. You had a lot of love for Angie, I can tell. I never had a problem with Angie. Angie and Wendy got me paid. Whenever they would call out sick or go on vacation, you told I got me to that. fill in. And I respect that. Yeah, I just, that soul shit with You know what I mean? It was a little ambush. It's a little ambush. So you go back to Philly. So, 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 so now, so, so, so now I'm in New York. I'm rocking, 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 and then I'm pregnant. I get married, and I get pregnant with my second son. So, you didn't say you want to tell the people who Jalen's father is. Mm-mm. Why not? Mm-mm. We're not doing that. You did it on live. And let it live there. You can't do that. It's me. You don't make the rules. I of here I do. Don't do that, Jonesy. Put respect to my my nephew's name. He back. He going to the corner. Right, right. Dougie is his dad. Yo. Oh. Wow. The corner worked today for you, man. Good job. The first time. The first time. <laughs> that was a whole lie. <laughs> they usually let me stay in there. <laughs> you go to the corner. Go ahead. Go ahead. Stupid corner. What's shot. in that corner? What's well, my nephew name? Shout out uh, to Jalen, man. Love that boy, man. Four-leaf clover, yep. So, Doug, now you know. <laughs> Don't do that. He know he fall for, he fall for every stop. Doug, you know now. He know, what do you mean? Doug, you know now. He d- stop it. Don't do that. We got him right there watching, man. <laughs> Don't do that. Remember, Jalen friends watch. Okay. Don't do that. All right. He speaks to his father. Almost every night. Okay. They have a great relationship. That's all. Shout okay. out to Jalen. My man, don't play with him like that. So, you're pregnant with Che. Right. And so now, this is my, I'm coming to the end of my contract with Hot 97, and they asked me to stay another year. You say no. No, that year I did. I got married, but I, I had a plan for my life, because I had already kind of, I wasn't able to be a stay-at-home mom with Jalen. Jalen was raised by nannies and nannies and nannies. Mm. I wanted to be a mom 
And so when they asked me to stay another year so that they could get big boy set to take over mornings, I did. So what I did do was say, I know I want to go back to Philly. Mm -hmm. Let me syndicate this show into Philly. So a year ahead of time, they're ready for me to come back into Philly physically. Mm -hmm. So my last year at Hot 97, I was also in Philly. So then I leave Hot 97 to make way for a big boy. Didn't get fired. And then I go to Philly. And then I get fired. <laughs> Why you get fired in Philly? Um, Because I was pregnant, which is why I sued them and I won. How much did you win? Mm, less than 200000 Why did you sue uh, Emmis? Why did you sue iHeart? Why did you sue? I never sued Emmis. You said that you sued two, two stations. Clear Channel, iHeart. Yeah. What, for the same thing? No, no, no. Um, just wrongful termination. They just didn't want to. The judge said that they used me to be a shock jock, and then they tried to use me being a shock jock as their reason to end my contract. I'm confused. So you, you, you got fired from Philly, sued them. From Radio 1, right. I mm -hmm. sued them, and then I got hired at their competitor across the street. So I'm rocking out. And at this time, Star is now in Philly, and he's at Radio 1. <laughs> <laughs> and he, but he's tanking. Like he's like, I'm freaking kicking ass. But remember, Philly loved me and they were so happy to have me back. And I'm on the bigger station. He's on the weaker signal. When I left, they started sliding back down to where they were. So he had a lot of work to do and I was just beating him badly. So he eventually leaves. And I think, I don't know, Charlemagne was there before him or after him. Same thing with Charlemagne. Charlemagne couldn't crack a nut in Philly either. So I'm rocking, dominating, like winning, winning, winning. And then suddenly, but it wasn't suddenly. There's a lot of racist shit going on there. And the, the man in charge used to walk into the studio and like just act like the overseer. Like, like the... And I'm not bowing down. So I knew, you know, and he didn't want to give me the money that I wanted. So I told him, okay, don't give me the money, but I, I, then we're not going to do a, a contract. I'm going to be open to other bidders. And he's like, why would I want my talent to not sign a contract? And I'm like, you can't have it both ways. Either I'm valuable enough that you give me the contract or I'm not. And I'm a free agent just rocking with you week to week. So I signed the contract and then once they got the numbers to where they wanted them to be and it was time for my contract to be renewed, oh, 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 no, we're not renewing you. You said something about someone's daycare and now they're suing us. Oh, 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 that chick's name is Tracy Parsons. You can Google. So she lied and said that I caused her daycare to lose business, that I said some things about her daycare. I didn't know shit about her daycare. It was the listeners calling in talking about her fighting kids in, in, in a high school, like for her daughters, it was, some, it was mess. But I tried to tell Clear Channel that it wasn't true, but because they didn't want to pay that new contract, mm -hmm. they let that be their excuse. So they fired me, and then the, I think it was the prosecutor, um, was a fan, was a Jonesy fan. And the city was in an uproar when I got fired. So then they went, investigating her come to find out she lied and she had her employees 
acting like they were daycare parents, calling in on the voicemail saying, I'm pulling my kids out because of what Jonesy said. I'm t- Right. So Clear Channel just cut her a check. They did, yeah. And fired me. Fast forward three years later, the prosecutor comes after her because they find out that while she said she was losing business, she was still getting government subsidies for school lunches. And each month that she said she was losing money, she was getting a bigger and bigger check for school lunches. So they said, if you're losing parents, why are you putting in vouchers for more money? So they go to the employees that have one strike and two strike, and they're like, someone's going down, so somebody better talk. So they go, she made us do it. It was all a lie. And so she wound up going to prison for lying. iHeart tries to get their money back from her. It's all gone or hidden. And no one ever clears my name or issues an apology or Mm. says, oh, my bad. Why did your husband say you tried to hit him with a car? Because he had two strikes, and he knew when the cops would arrive, he was going to jail. So let me just say, based on the prenup that I issued to him, we are not to discuss anything that happened during our marriage. Got it. Okay. But I did not, I'll say that, I did not try to hit him with a car. I was trying to leave and wait for the cops to arrive on the property, and he knows that. Okay, so you so you guys both he pleaded guilty to disorderly conduct. Okay, what you you wasn't guilty at all. I just want to make sure you wasn't guilty. (laughs) I wasn't. Here's the thing. I just want to make sure. I could have been and would have been in right. I'm not. No, I'm just. I could have been well within my right. Slow down. Okay. Slow down. We can't do that. We have to respect it. Yeah, this is bigger than me, Nino Brown. Stand down, Miss Jones. G Money's head over. Right, right. G Money's. Am I my brother's keeper? G Money, no. G Money, no. Come on. Come with it. Come with it. Come with it. want to thank God because without him none of this would be possible. Thank you speech for this. No, no, stop. I have a speech prepared, but I just want everybody out there to know this means so much to me. This honor. You never gave one back to back like that. Are you your brother's keeper? It's a thank you speech for this. Yeah. Yeah. I never got the Grammy and then pun died. She made no. Don't fall for it. Let's be funny. You got a plasma. And name then name. Big L died. Come on. That's two times. Hey, buddy. She cool too. Yeah! Hey! That's two. I really, I'm so surprised to be back up on the stage for a second time this night. I have to thank the Academy. I have to thank God for all the blessings. I, I love you guys. I love you so much. Thank you. Keep keeping on. Chi Money, you are everything to me. Ignore it. Ignore it. Ignore it. Wait. Wait. 
Is there another opportunity? No. You know I was at one more chance, right? And Biggie died. Come on. Oh my God. Are the fans blowing my hair like Beyonce? You Oh my God. I think it's the this this award is for all of us. All of us females in radio for standing up and standing down. Thank you. Thank you, G-Money. Thank you. You know who's cool? Who? Right. And the crowd goes wild. I'll tell you who's cool. <laughs> who's, who's cool? Tracy Parsons. Oh, that's... Oh, 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 are you gonna do that? That's not cool, man. I wonder if she's freed. Philly, she's the reason for the end of our season together. Is she on the apology tour? <clears throat> remember, remember what we're trying to get? Remember what we're trying to get? Don't question. do it. Remember what we're trying to get? You're what breathing. the fuck I'm apologizing to that bitch for? She <laughs> ended my motherfucking career. <laughs> You're Can I get another cool? Can no, I get no, another no, cool? No, no. For She's keeping get... my cool? No. That bitch took me down. Oh, oh, I feel another one coming. No. Come on, G-Money. <laughs> Come through with it, please. It's please. Too much, I just need a one. He never gave four. Come on. I took them from 95 to three in three months. Come on. G-Money, you never Come get G-Money. You never get. Be right. G-Money, you never gave four, G-Money. Come on. Even your mom brought me grapes. No, G-Money. G-Money. And cheese. No, cheese. mama. And Gee. Meatballs! Gee. Yay! Gee. <laughs> Gee. Gee. I got Gee. it! The Beyonce! Fire. I'm not apologizing for shit! We did it, Mom! Gee. Yeah! Alice with a Y! Listen, it took us a long time to get here. And I'm not going back home. Yes. <laughs> Thank tell us, you. Tell us about the prenup. Thank you. Uh, that's, a, that's, that's for giving out too many coups like that. That's a lot of work, man. Whew. Thank you. Tell us about the prenup. I can't. The prenup was in my heart. And I say this to people. You can be in love, but be smart. You know. You know what it is. A lot of women just want the day. And I just wanted the day, the whole wedding day. And, and I was at that point in my life. But thankfully, I was smart enough to have a prenup in place. Mm. Let's talk about, you know, first of all, your relationship is cleaned up with Wendy Williams. And um, now I have four awards. Thank you. Were, you. There was a, uh, so what happened was, you clear to tell the story of how so, I guess... Kevin and Wendy supposedly tried to have me murdered. Me and Wendy had always been cool. I told you when I went to Philly, Wendy was the one that called me and gave me the direction. Right. When my biological father died in 2003, I don't know how Wendy found out, but she called. She called and Patty LaBelle called. And they both left great... Wendy was just more like, Jones, I'm so sorry about your dad. Call me if you need me. Okay, bye. Kev's coming. Patty was more like, Jonesy girl, it's Patty. Zuri just told me what happened. I'm so sorry if you need a friend to talk to, just a sister or a mother, I'm here. But girl, I got a show tonight at the man's, so call me after that. <laughs> but they called. 
So when I heard the stuff about Wendy and Kevin trying to put a hit out on me, I was surprised. But I didn't know if it, the eyelash is coming all the way off. That's that fourth award. But so Kevin, in my mind, kept me and Wendy apart. You know what I mean? And so I would have to sneak to her comedy. She used to throw comedy shows just to talk to her. And we never got to address the hit on me. So now, 12 years later, that I'm resurfacing, and that's the one topic that was never resolved, Mr. C actually heard me and you flip, talk about it on IG Live, and he tapped in, and he's... What? I don't know why. That makes me forget. Stand down. I'm trying to stand up. <laughs> no. Whoa. No. What? Gee, no. Make no sound effects. You too? <laughs> I got to watch you. What happened? I just said, what? I'm just listening, man. Shout out to Auntie Bridget for the, for the hors d'oeuvres, man. That's dope, Oh, man. my God. Thank you, Auntie Bridget. I appreciate it. Beautiful woman. And I'm taking them home with me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You right. can. Exactly. So tell us about, let's walk us through so the people don't know how it happened. I called you about, you don't have to get into that detail because I'm going to do a blog on it tomorrow. Okay. No, we were talking about Benzino was stressed out because him and his daughter were fighting and then Wendy got involved and started going at Benzino on her show, I think. Yes. And then you told, I said, where's Benzino? What's going on? You was like, he's upset because Wendy went in on him about him and his daughter beef. And I said, Wendy trying to go in on people? She never stops, as you said. She never stops. She needs to address the fact that her and Kevin tried to have me murdered. Says she want to go in. And then I said, wait, what? Stand down, Miss Jones. Stand down. And he didn't know. Flip really didn't know. So then he calls Benzino to cross-check my facts. And Benzino told him, yeah, you didn't hear about that? And he confirmed it. So we start talking about it that night. And you're like, well, you know, Flip, well, what was your role that you played in it? Well, what part, what is your responsibility, Miss Jones? And so as he's grilling me, Mr. C taps in. Now, so mind you, a lot of people are tuning in at this time. The numbers are up. Go ahead. Your just, numbers are always up. Just kidding. I just want but to one of them actually got to Mr. C and tagged him, and he came in, and he was like, yo, Jones, what's up? What y'all talking about, Wendy? What's going on? I said, no, I was just telling Flip how she tried to murder me. He was like, you still talking about that? I said, no. She trying to fuck with Benzino. Benzino's trying to take me to dinner. So I got to make sure he's all the way good. And Wendy tried to to murder me. Thank you. Look how, look. This is like, this is Jimmy Kimmel. They take care of their guests in here. Let's go. They keep the spirits. I got the Holy Spirit. (laughs) So, thank you. Wait, can I get another award for the singing? No. No more awards. Let's go. What's the most awards that's ever been given? Today was the one. Really? So I'm the first. Ah! And you got this. this Ah! That was back to back, too. You got to spread it out. And you have gum in your mouth. Tonight's still young. No, I don't have. No way. Easy. I see the gum. No gum. No gum. I saw it. That's the Tuma. Award? No. Yeah, you know, it's, it's hard to tell a female I know about this. Wait, 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 wait. tough, man. The tumor. No, let's go. So, then he said, Mr. C was like, oh, okay. And what Flip say? 
flip because I know you. What that nigga say? And then you said, no, I didn't know. I didn't know. I had no idea. And then Mr. C goes, well, Jonesy, you know, you can't really blame Wendy for a lot of stuff that Kev did. Because when, you know, Wendy exposed me for being with the transvestites, I know that was all Kev. Transgenders. I don't think he said transvestites. Okay, well, all right. But the trans. Yeah, understood. Okay. And no disrespect, just trying to revisit. And then he said, I'll call Wendy because y'all need to talk. Because Kev's out the picture now and she got a lot on her head. And let her talk to you. So you were like, yo, that would be good. When are you going to do it? He said, I'll do it on Monday. So we all got off the, well, he got off our live. We kept going. And then Monday happened and the IG followers were on his case. Like, yeah, see, it's Monday, nigga. What's good? And Tuesday he called me. He said, I spoke to Wendy. And she said, I would love to talk to Jonesy. Oh, my God. She was at my engagement party, which I have forgotten. But then. <coughs> COVID. He get please no. I just coughed. So I'm getting two more shots, by the way. So then he gave me her number and her mind, but I call my team first. So I call Envy, I call Jay Black, I call Mike Sean, and I call Tay Research, and we're all like, I don't know, should you call? And while we're talking, Wendy calls me, and then I tell her, C said that you were, you know. Did you say, oh, I would love to call Jones? And she's like, see, it's very dramatic. I said, I'd love to talk to you, but I didn't say it like that. You know, Wendy, whatever. So then that was that. She pops up at my house four days later. She's like, bitch. She texts me, bitch, I'm about to be at your house. And that was the day I took Jalen back to school. And I'm coming sweaty, tired, going up and down his dorm. And I'm like, you don't even have my address. And she's like, well, I'm in, t- in the car service and I'm in Jersey Give me the address. And she comes. But the house is a wreck. Because, again, I had just packed Jalen up. So there's boxes. There's bags. There's a... But she came. I cleaned up real quick. I just dumped shit in garbage bags. And she came. And we hugged. And we talked. And we cried. And we laughed. And then she called me again. And she's like, come over this weekend. We'll paint the town. Spend the night. And so I went. I spent the night. And then the next morning, she's like, spend another night. And I'm like... Che needs his mom. She's like, get Che on the phone. It was so big. She called my sister, Audrey, producer of The View. We go up to Audrey's house. Audrey lives in uptown, not up, like, Upper West Side. And the two of those bitches start talking. They're talking about daytime ratings, how The View beats Wendy. Wendy's number two. The View is number one. Like, they have their own relationship. Wendy brings Audrey, Amy Ruth. Like, it's just like a family reunion. And she's like, I want to be the fourth Jones girl. And... The only thing that made the weekend go wrong is she wouldn't let me get a nap the next day. I needed my nap. Wendy's a lot. And we have been drinking the night before. And she's just, uh, she's big energy, nonstop energy. So I was like, I'm not going to be able to get no sleep here. So I left, came home. She posted about it. She talked about it on Monday's show. She called me Monday afternoon. We need to do it again. What are you doing this weekend? So I'm going back to Wendy's. <laughs> On the floor for Mr. C one time. Big shout out to Mr. C. Mr. C. C stands for connector. C stands for confidant. C's dope, man. C's in my top five uh, DJs. 
all time. Kevin yeah, he's good. You know what I'm saying? Kevin Big Daddy Kane. He helped Biggie get his Biggie. deal. The connector. Mm-hmm. Without even trying. You know what I mean? Just being good. Shout out to Miss Wendy Williams. Uh, you took Jonesy from me. Um, yeah, don't call me when I'm with her. Thank you. Know your position. You know, I'm known for turning <laughs> I'm known for being a turncoat. You don't say. I will turn on you like this. I'm ready. I really want to turn on you because that all I need for a print what you did the princess? You forget what you said the princess? Who's princess? My daughter? Oh, you mean what you said to Jalen? The prince Jalen? I called Jay I said Jalen had the big penis. Exactly. You know his social studies teacher follows him on IG? You said, Princess, do you let any... And you... No, I said, do you have a boyfriend? That's all I said. No, I have the, I have the audio. And what the audio... I need to hear it. No, I can't no, with no. receipts. No, I'm going to play it. You said she, he, his her, her, her son got a... What? Yeah, what? and then he said, let's call him Big Dick Jalen. BDJ. BDJ. And now the history teacher wrote him up for inappropriate, like... Nah, when you go lying. to a school, no, when you go to a school like they're that, lying. there's an ethics clause. That, I don't fall for that. You I better re- forgive I, the princess comments. I already spoke to Jalen already. We are even. Yeah, no, Jalen don't know the letter his you're mom not, got. You didn't get any letter. We're not even because you said it on live. I got the people email. Said, people said you want me to pull up the email? That, let's pull, I'll pull up the audio and I'll play what you said. I'll pull up the email from his teacher. Give me a second. Look, it's a battle of the bullshit. <laughs> 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 battle of the we would both man. lose at the poker table. <laughs> oh, it was on her live. So. <laughs> so, so who wins this, yep. this, uh, this round? Oh, man. I oh. hear another award coming. Uh, no, you, 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 you said, Princess, do you let any little boys put, and you stopped. Oh. What? Very rude. Mm. Very rude. And you know, I'm. Put their coat down for you to step over, Princess. No. No, and you have mm. I have to pay you back for that. You did? Damn. BDJ? No, 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 My no, no. God. I think that was a little worse, though. Thank you. I'm back in the game now? Thank, yeah, yeah, yeah. Friends, thank you. Oh. We good? I don't lose it's, any awards, right? No. <laughs> okay. <sighs> I think I must start, I, I think I must start getting, I gotta get something in the studio to actually give them. Ask, oh, gee, please stop. Gee. Can you retro it so yeah. that mine counts? We gotta, thank you. Yeah, yeah, so I'm upset behind that. You'll be all right. But, you know, you turned on me for Wendy. Then you did that. So it's. Do you know how many people. I turned on SNS. I turned on Torrey. I turned shout on. Shout Torrey. Shout out SNS. Shout out Torrey. Torrey's doing his thing too. A lot of people called that night. But Wendy requires a lot. You know she's going through a lot. Shout out to Wendy. I told yeah. you I want to take it down. I don't know. That's Let's go! Go! go. But I appreciate you for being willing to. What would you do with that, man? What would you do with Wendy? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just playing. <laughs> Let me what take you? it down. <laughs> All jokes aside, I'm still mad at you, but uh, you know we can get past it. That's what family. We can get mad at each other. We're still family, right? No. Go 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 go. I go 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 go. Flip took care of his guests. There's such a spread out there. Thank you, Auntie Bridge. Mom Dukes. This is, this salute, is, salute. Let's stop trying to suck up. So, <laughs> suck up. Auntie Bridge took care of me tonight. She did. She had forward thinking. 
She's a beautiful woman. She made me woman. feel like a lady and a star when I walked in here. I saw the spray. You wanted niggas to meet you by the car, and I told you I wasn't. And your raggedy ass refused. He's like, what? I can't hear you. I'm going in the tunnel. I'm <laughs> <laughs> on these streets with my yeah, tears out. Huh? Someone D. needs to help uh, me. D. Uh, yes. I'm cool, I'm cool. Uh, well, you know. D. There's some things you gotta, so gotta do to get that, man. What are we doing? What are you doing these days? Shout out to you, first of all. Shout out to the reunion show, Miss Jones Thank reunion you. show. Yes. But can you sh- shout out to the whole team? Yes. MG, Jay Black, Michael Sean, Kay Research, and Shawnee, who still works Shani for Ebro, Kofi. by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Queens. Too. Mm-hmm. Okay. Shout out to all them beautiful people. What happened with you and Miss Info? Nothing really happened outside of, I guess, when the tsunami song happened. Like, I separated myself when Star did the airplane stuff. She did it for... Right, right, right. So that was it. Is she on your apology tour? Absolutely. Hmm. It said you treated her mean up there. And I probably did. And I own it. So she's on the tour. You can apologize real quick. Wait a minute. You're taking over my tour? Are there sponsors involved? Because I know your type. Are you sure? See, I got sponsors. This apology is brought to you by Tide. (laughs) Minya, I apologize. I know what I associated myself with, with that tsunami song was out of pocket. And I had more power to have shut it down completely. I apologize for the disrespect and the awkward feeling. Um, let me just... No, hold on, hold on. That deserves another award. So what do we got going on? I don't know. Do you get colonizer checks? What do we got going on? So we have this amazing Miss Jones Morning Show reunion podcast. Fire. Thank you. YouTube Mondays at 6 p.m. And we're on episode eight. So please like and subscribe. It's the Miss Jones Morning Show reunion. And Flip, I we were in talks to do a project together, but you know you still acting like we in the beginning stages. So I don't know where that stands. Because I heard that you have things on the table. You see, you think I'm stupid? There's always shit on the table. Yeah, 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 yeah. So what you're not going to do is allow me to get comfortable and be prepared. Where you're gonna call me like, well, flip. Uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, doesn't happen with me. So I will say this: there's nothing on the table that can preclude me. From honoring an agreement with you. True. But I want you to be focused on any situation that comes your way because you deserve it. Thank you. But if I did that, that's light work. I do that. Like I don't want to be, because I know, you see me, I, I'm always 15 steps ahead of what I do. So I have so much goals and things. You know, I told you we'll do a quarter, which is three months yeah. of me and Mrs. Jones, just to see how we rock and rotate and to promote the show. And I'm committed. You said you're committed and... I'm committed. Look, I need the fun, right? I need the funds. And that's just going to increase my... No, you didn't hear there was rumors that I didn't pay people. I told you that. Remember, <laughs> the guy left. I told you all the stories. They'll be here to... T- G- <laughs> G- well, you get paid. Where's the challenge? There's no challenge. Come on! You see? You. I'm knocking over that table. Say it again. Come on, what? With the challenge. Say it, say it again. Where's the challenge? I said, I don't know if there's a challenge. You said, come on. Come on. I said, your leg. Disgusting. There should be an award for that. 
Like there should be an award. No, no. So, oh, oh, so just, the, do, do you see yourself going back to radio, Jonesy? I don't know. Radio's different. What about TV? I don't know. TV requires a lot. What about music? So I have a band. And we just, yeah, it's a great band, too. We throw down. But COVID mm-hmm. shut down all, like, the vein, it's. Oh, you know, you don't mean to talk about, first of all, shout out to the Africans that use your song. But we didn't talk about, we didn't talk, we didn't talk about Buster Rhymes. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Buster Rhymes, Trevor. Is he up there? Act a fool, you better watch out. He's not up there. What happened with you and Buster Rhymes that, you know, Nothing. That Jalen Smooth bothered him about. Oh. Nothing. We dated when we were back in the... This is so old. We were kids. That trumps everything. We were kids. What? You said Buster took it down and he was good. I was single. He was single. Would you expect him to not be good? Is that what you wanted from me? No. uh, Shout out to him. His name is Trevor. I was great. Shoot. Did you like Buster a lot? Yeah, I mean, anybody that gets these pearls, yeah. Likes these pearls. But again, that was years ago. Like, years ago. Years ago. How long? 1999, maybe, or 2000. When was 9-11? Oh, one. Oh, one. Yeah, so maybe oh one. That was nineteen years ago, right? That's past any statute. Yeah. Almost. So actually wait, no, hold up. Okay, there was California. That was two thousand five or six. What? It was first class flight. (laughs) Let's go! There's an award for that. Sustenance. Are you dating now? Nope. Wait, wait, wait. Before we end uh, Here we go. Why? Mm-hmm. Oh. Shout out to my homie Buster Rhymes. But hold on, Jim. Let you know. You disappeared for 12 years. Why? Um. <clears throat> That's my last just, question. Just personal stuff. I, you know, I had to sue the radio stations, get out of my marriage. And after that, I had an online station that was really phenomenal. I heard about it. And then um, Hurricane Sandy happened and destroyed our equipment. But it was a great station. It was 24 hours. I actually had commercials, advertisers, and sponsors. And I was just tired. Because it's hard to run an online station and be the sales representative and be the talent and um after the equipment failed and all that stuff because we had loaded up thousands of songs because we were running 24 hours a day we would have had to reboot and i just said you know what maybe this is god's way of telling you sit down and raise your children and so that's what i did and weeks turned into months months turned into years and i'm happy to say that i was able to be present for every Every everything for my sons, every football game, every wrestling match, every school play, every band performance, every everything, every Jack and Jill, every everything. And as a result, Jalen's in like the top five prep schools in the world. Hmm. Yeah. 
and Che is on his way because he's getting out of here. Hmm? What? <laughs> what if he don't want to go? He's getting out of here. Do you push your kids to get into like radio or music or anything like that? I push them to not. And Jalen is headed that way. Like he really wants to be an artist. And I'm like, you can be, but don't waste time going to school for music or, mm. you know. But what can I say? You know what I mean? The heart wants what the heart wants. So back to my question now. You, you, dated, you said not, you're not dating right now. No. Chilling. Yeah, it's been many, many, many years. Why is that? Uh, I just feel like after my marriage, I realized I make really bad decisions in men. And until I could figure out what was my part in those bad decisions, like whether I had daddy issues or what it was, that I need to just stop deciding. And then I live in a neighborhood where there's not very many black people, so that makes it easy. And I wasn't in the industry actively. That makes it easy. Mm. And now that I'm back in the industry, I don't want anybody to distract or start tearing down from the inside. Right. I've been a victim of that, so I'm just, I'm good. That was my last question, though. Is there anything yeah. you want to touch on that we didn't touch on? Are we going to do the 24 Hours with Jonesy What Would You Do show? No. I have too much on my, on my, on my plate. Mm. Then can you help develop it for me? No. Mm. When I needed your help, you left me for somebody else. <laughs> and I always will. <laughs> That's the abusive relationship Stand we got going, down, buddy. Jones. Stand up. <laughs> Is there anything we didn't touch on that you want to touch on? Um, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Just be mindful of the prenup stuff. Because yeah. that's bigger than us. You wrote that. Yeah. I'm trying to remember. He did send me the number. Thank you. So we got to cut that out. Oh, yeah, I don't. Well, t- tell everybody the social media, you know, the YouTube channel, they can subscribe and, and watch the reunion show if they haven't quoted already. It's at Miss jo- wait, there, the Miss Jones Morning Show Reunion, and my IG is Miss Jones Official. Thanks to Flip harassing me into, your name is too long. You like things long. Let's Big go. up to Chip for securing Miss Jones Official because the night he said change the name, Everybody was stealing all the names. They was. They were stealing her names. But Chip got through. And, um, yeah, please like and subscribe because I realize that's a big deal. It is. And no. Look out for Jones and After Dark on IG randomly after midnight any given day of the week. There's no preparation. Round of applause one time for Miss Jones, man. Jonesy in the building. Just like this award for something. You ready? First, 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 first. First, first, first is something. There's no left. Gave a four. Be something. I need five. No. Come on, I'll sing an Italian aria. What do I have to do? I sing in five different languages. How about I sing five different languages? Credi mi almen, say.
shall hold. That's one. Nel cop you non mi sento, brella la gioventù. Um. <laughs> You're not even the one giving the order. How you make that Right, 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 right. Coming home late, it seems you barely beat the sun. Tapping my shoulder, thinking you gonna get you some. Smelling like some fragrance. That's three. Right, that's three. You heard it all before. And uh, I want to cheer. On sugar, 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 sugar here. She cool, man. She cool. She cool, man. If I have to carry all these awards home in my arms by myself, I'm going to need another car service. Hey. You said she cool, man. She cool, man. She cool, man. Yes. You said it back to back three times. Yeah. Yeah. That's eight. Two more. Wait, that was four, five, six, seven. That's seven. <laughs> I carried one. <laughs> How many? I can't count no more. I got seven. Damn. It's a record. I'm the first black woman to get seven. He cool man's. Ooh. I'm about to change the logo on here. Let me, let me change the logo on here real quick for tonight. Just... No, bro, that'll make it eight. Don't. It, yeah, it, it, yeah, it, it, yeah. Change the logo. Change the logo. Turn around. Just change the logo. And turn it around. Yo, Turn man, listen, uh, <laughs> oh, to she's cool, man. Oh. Turn it upside down. <laughs> oh, that's, that's the time, right? You know, you know it. Love to hear it. Nobody in the Got to, got to do the, do the rhythm to do it. Got to feel it. I'm about to sing out there. You just stop it. Did I tell you that I did two movies with Kevin Hart before he actually popped? Yeah, you were uh, in the... Um... Death of a Dynasty and... What's the other one? What's the other one? Gee, come on. Just... We're going to sign, sign our man. Yeah, we we're going to do this behind the scenes. I'm, 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 I'm going to load it up now. I, I, I found it. So, Yo, listen, oh. man. Dope episode. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Miss Jones. 
Shout out to the whole team. Knock it off, Flip. Knock it off. Shout out to the whole team, man. Listen, Instagram. I'm a legend. Give it up for the legend, G. Instagram at DJG1156. I'm watching what you're doing. Your mom is down with me. Queens Flip with a Z. How you disrespect your mom? Flip the script pod. Shout out to my moms one time. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate you. You know, she's a. These glasses Shout too. out to your mother. Shout out to Auntie Bridget. The fancy oh, glasses. glasses yes, boo. We gotta hang. She just she was just like, yo, you gotta go right, man. You got Miss Jones up there. We gotta turn up the right way. So you know. I like your style. Gee, uh, stop! I see you. Yeah, come I on with it. Nails. Give me my flowers. Come on. Nah, I'm taking come this on. kicking it on the ground. <laughs> yo, it's Queen Flip. URLTV.tv. It's a dope episode. Classic. I love it. Shout out to Miss Jones. Shout out to G Money. Shout out to Basky. Shout out to Michelle. Two times. She about to get fired. Don't worry, Shout girl. out to the whole team. Shout out to Ebok too, man. You know what I'm saying? Um, shout out to JR Smooth. Dope. Yep. Come on, live a little because niggas tie a lot. Come oh, on, come on, come on. Man, like Stay positive and test negative. Come oh, on, come D-Lo. on. I'm loaded up. I'm loaded up. Look, yeah. be cool, man. Hey! Hey! Look, the sheet. It's the first time I've ever Oh, seen my God. Oh, I had to do it for the ladies one time. Yeah. You know, I, I, I give a lot of he cool with man's out. talk in the middle of my intro Thank and Yeah, me, I, I'm not coming back on the stage because at this point, I just feel greedy. It's too much, man. But gone. thank Lock you. Lock your doors, close your windows, close your blinds, open your blinds. And if you see a person like Miss Jones on your lawn, put it away. She don't mean no harm, but don't let her in because the prenup would last all night long. I'm from Queens. <laughs> <laughs>